Right, let's go live. Wesley. <laughs> Does anybody Brian. call you? Does anybody call you Wesley? Uh, people in my family do that haven't seen me since I was like eight years old. Like, oh, hi, Wesley. What a Wesley. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Hey, uh, do you have do you have the Amazon? Uh, do you stream movies or TV on Amazon? The Amazon Rarely. Prime I, I, I'm a Prime member, and I'm an active Amazon user. I've got packages probably three or four days a week coming mm. in. Uh, so yeah, when I'm bored, sometimes uh, we go to Prime, but it's not very often. I, I stick mainly to Netflix and HBO Max. This show is sponsored in part by Netflix and HBO <laughs> Max. Uh, I did. I, I, I after recently watching The Boys, uh, like marathoned every single episode of The Boys. I watched season one through three pretty much in the course of like two weeks. Uh, it was awesome, by the way. Um, I, you know, I, I, I use Amazon. I use the Prime streaming service a lot. Uh, and then the last night, I, I went to just throw it on before I went to bed, and I, I swear, I thought. I thought that I loaded the wrong app because they just overhauled the entire thing and it looks super generic now. It looks like all these other like free apps like Voodoo or whatever the uh the free ones are. Um and I was like, did I load up the wrong app and I must quit out just to see and yeah. Um super generic. But it actually looks kinda nice, so I can't lie. I don't know. It's happening everywhere, man. Less for more. That that's the uh the motto for twenty twenty two. Less for more. Oh, sweet! That is that is super on brand uh, for today's show. Uh, I can't <laughs> can't wait to talk all about that. And uh, yeah, on that note, let, let's uh, let's start the show. Let's do it. Uh, Kill, Kill Artist One in the chat, by the way, says, um, and I know this isn't how we normally start the show, whatever. Uh, Kill, <laughs> Kill Artist One in the chat uh, says, love the boys. He puts the boys in quotes to make sure he know that we know, that you guys know, that everybody knows. He's not saying anything except, I love the boys, the <laughs> television show. It's very good to be clear about that. Use apostrophes whenever possible. And Sir Moses, with the, I, I, I don't know what R is. is, is it, we're going to go with rubles. We're going to go with 10 rubles. Uh, it says, hi, Brian. Some weeks ago, PSVR 2 was homologated. I don't know what that word means. Somebody somebody check real fast. In Brazil by Anvisa. I don't know who that is either. This means that Sony can already sell the headset here. That also means that the launch is close. PS5 was homologated. <laughs> Dude, Tiffany, Tiffany gave me such a hard time for using big words like ubiquitous on the show. She's like, I didn't even know what that means. I was like, ubiquitous? Right, and so homologated is 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 our ubiquitous of the day. Um, PS5 was homologated in August of 2020. Uh, so let's see. So let's let's figure this out real quick here before we even start the show, Wes. Uh, I don't know what homologated means, so we'll just pretend like <laughs> I do. Uh, but August to November, right? August, September, October, November. And they said a few weeks ago. So so he's basically saying uh, if 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 apples to apples equals oranges to oranges that we should see uh, PSVR 2 on store shelves in a couple months. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? And, and, and you know, not to cast any disparaging doubt on uh, your previous predictions here, but if there's anything that's been constant about 
the development cycle of PSVR 2. It's been changed, right? It's always fluid. So, I mean, it's possible they could still, I mean, they could move it up tomorrow. So, uh, good to hear that it was homologated <laughs> in Brazil. I, I don't even know if we're pronouncing that word right, but it sounds right. Um, oh, it says approved. Uh, so, we're getting clarification in the chat. Homologated means approved. Um, approval to sell in the country. Thank you, Sir Moses, for, for the follow-up. Um, yeah, I mean, as as great as that is, uh, trust me, I, w- I would rather have people go, oh, Brian was really wrong uh, about this q1 2023 thing he's been saying it since february i'd rather have people say oh he was wrong and then we all get our psvrs in october november right of this year i I would much rather be wrong and get our headsets early however do you know how many people sony would be screwing over if they just said they'd be pulling a sega saturn like a huge sega saturn they'd be they'd be pissing off so many people if they did that um because because word is you know, develop, developers are trying to get their games out for launch, right? And and if, and if they missed the launch because Sony was like, oh, we just changed the date at the last minute, uh, developers would be super, super, super pissed. Um, Matthew Longo says, Sony is nuts, though. So who knows? <laughs> I kind of agree with you. Who knows? Uh, we have no idea what's going on anymore. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here on YouTube, live at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and you can watch it live with us like some of you guys are doing right now, 131 of you. Uh, and uh, But, you know, at least 2,500 of you will watch this later. And uh, and if you're watching it later, that means that you're probably seeing some st- uh, timestamps by our good friend Sci-Fi Gamecat Henry. Uh, and, uh, and if you're listening to this and you can't see our faces, it means you're probably watching without eyes, as we like to say, or watching with your ears, as Nick, Nick Yule likes to say. Um, that means you're listening to it on podcast services of your choice. Uh, that is uh, taken care of by our good friend Jay Meow, who uploads us to all sorts of different podcast services as soon as the show is over. We cannot do this without all of your help. The, the website doesn't wasn't done by me. The fan uh, the fan wiki wasn't done by me. Uh, we've got, we've got awesome awesome people in this community helping us out. Isn't that right, Wes? <laughs> Ab- absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, in our space we hear words like amazing and insane and incredible all the time. They're all over. Incredulous. The, uh, Right. The, the mouth gape photos have these words all over them, but they absolutely apply here. Damn it. My phone won't quit ringing. Just get him on the show, here. man. A- answer the phone. Take it. Take a live call. Right. I mean, what, what else we have to do today? Just take the live call. Yeah. yeah you're you're live on PSVR Gamescast Live. <laughs> right. Right. If I could see my phone, I would do that. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go dig for it. You reminded it, you know? me to put mine on silent. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, as I was saying, uh, amazing, incredible, insane, absolutely applies to this community. Um, I'm, I'm blown away by them uh, almost on a daily basis. So uh, shout out to the Game Cats. For sure, man, for sure. And, uh, and all the strangers out there well, as well. Um, do, 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 you, do you have a name for, is there a name for virtual strangers? I mean, when I call, when I call them anything, I call them strangers. Um, they, they typically like to... Uh, group up into day strangers and night strangers because as you know we're on during all hours uh, all 24 of them depending on what day it is so we get different crowds man different crowds watching the daytime than watch at nighttime uh but we're all one family on discord so it's pretty cool that's awesome (sighs) 
<laughs> Sorry. I, I, every so often, a random comment in the chat stands out. An old Darth of PSVR 2 gaming hound dog, which is interesting. Uh, says, uh, Brian has sirens, Wes is jealous, and has to resort to staged phone calls. <laughs> right, like anyone wants to talk to me, right? <laughs> uh all right man uh we should probably get this thing going uh just a heads up if you want your name on that little s- scrolling scrolly down there that's uh for patreon supporters of the three dollar tier above uh you can join our discord completely for free but uh if you want access to voice chat that's also included in that same three dollar tier uh there's exclusive uh exclusive videos going up for the five dollar tier uh should be twice a month uh with why we love episodes and amas uh, we're way off schedule but we will fix that very shortly uh and then uh, as i promised i'm going to start uploading a weekly video for every patreon supporter uh litter box thing i've already got the first one kind of like uh thought out and once i get once i get the ball rolling on those it's gonna be a lot of fun i think uh so, uh, patreon.com slash without pro games. If you choose to support the channel financially, if not, don't worry at all. Hang back, sit down, put your feet up, enjoy the show. We don't really care. Uh, Dead Ringer with the $2 tips is taking live calls would be a great idea. You know, I, I, I would, I would like to do, uh, something along those lines because we do have such an amazing community that getting everybody, getting everybody's voice or video up here, uh, would, would just be awesome. You know, this never occurred to me, and which blows my mind because I'm constantly trying to think of original things that haven't been done in our space. Mm. But it never occurred to me that we could do a call-in show. Like, it's such a cliche thing from, like, 50 years ago, right? But uh, it could absolutely work here. I mean, we wouldn't need an 800 number. People could, like, Discord. You know, we could have a Discord queue. And, I mean, it would take a little bit of finagling and planning but we could absolutely do that yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't be that hard i'd love it to be something a little bit separate than gamescast uh like like a real viewer takeover show we could do it every saturday or whatever uh and uh and just like talk about the the shit that happened all week and it could be very community focused uh i like it man i like it dead ringer uh way to keep up the suggestions and i wouldn't be surprised if uh at least one of us implements that or maybe both of us will implement that um Sure. Oh, later, right? It's true. Sci-fi game cat Henry in the chat says, "Tried it. <laughs> he did. He had a show that was exactly that." Um, and uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. Uh, it was. I, I like. I liked watching Sci-fi game cat Henry's show, but like there weren't a lot of call-in people, and so it, when the people don't call in to a call-in show, it becomes very much like like this instead. Or an interactive chat, I suppose. Now let's ride the game line with the $5 tip. says, Happy West Day. PSVR 2 coming this fall would be perfect, just soon enough so that it's not 100, de- 100 degrees out. I will say I'm 100% with you on that. Um, I w- I've not enjoyed putting on the headset during the day at all over the course of the last few months here. Um, and so being able to use a headset uh, throughout the course of the fall and in the, in the winter would be awesome. Um, what, what are you doing? She's just doing her thing. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what do you think? Should we probably we should probably jump into the first story of the day? Uh, Absolutely. Cool. Well, let's head on over to the SIE blog, uh, where uh, they put po- they posted. Uh, Sony posted an article called "PlayStation Indies Development Hardware Loan Program Helping Make PlayStation the Best Place to Publish and Play." Um, if you guys don't know, this is a uh, it's certainly been an issue for for independent developers uh, trying to get their hands on playstation 5 dev kits psvr 2 hardware uh things that they need to make you know make their games uh on the sony platform which is why i think most developers start off on steam because it's just 
the barrier to entry is super, super low. Um, and so, uh, so while a lot of developers do have their stuff, a lot of them don't. And so this is where this is kind of coming from here. Uh, Greg Rice, head of PlayStation Creators, writes, It's our con- continued goal to make PlayStation the best place to publish and play games of all shapes and sizes. Over the past couple of years, we've been thrilled to support our external publishing partners with features in indie spotlight events, indie montage videos on our social channels, dedicated space for PlayStation in excuse me, dedicated space for PlayStation Indies on PlayStation.com, and have been working to reduce the time it takes to get new developers onboarded on PlayStation. As such, we're always striving to lower the barrier of entry and improve the process for publishing on PlayStation. We're pleased to announce a new initiative that'll make it easier for partners to hop in and get started with developing for PlayStation. Newly licensed PlayStation game publishers and developers will be eligible to receive one PS5 development kit and one PS5 testing kit, complements of SIE, subject to applicable terms and conditions. So who's eligible? We want to welcome new voices, new ideas, and new experiences from the game development and publishing industry. uh, So sign up with PlayStation today at this URL. Um, I don't know, man. This is is good news as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Obviously, the more more people who have access to uh, PlayStation 5 dev kits, the more developers will be interested in bringing their games over. Um, What do you think, man? What's the initial reaction? Uh, I, I wonder what it takes to be homo- homologated for this uh, list <laughs> or in this program here. Uh, no, seriously, though, um, I think this is a great thing. You know, I, we've talked to developers of, uh, you know, all, all different size studios. And it, one thing is very apparent. While it is true, there's a lot of dev kits out there. There's a lot of teams that don't have them yet and trying to kind of piecemeal together what they need. Uh, as I've recently learned, these things can be quite costly and expensive. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of the really small developers get priced out immediately <laughs> because of that. Hold on. Oh, it's Wes Dillon. Welcome to PSVR Gamescast Live. This is going to be good. I just know it. Oh, we have to go full screen on this one. There we go. Problem solved. Sorry, I apologize. Oh Take man, I was really hoping we were going to. Uh, I was really hoping we were going to. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. whoever it was is not there anymore, and uh, it was a landline, so it's probably not me for for me anyway. Mm-hmm. You guys know what landlines are, right? Remember those? The big, the big spiral cord that's stretchy, and it would stretch, <laughs> and it would stretch all across the first floor from the kitchen into like some into the bathroom, or wherever else it was. Yeah, dude, it was, it was always like, who's on the phone? You'd walk into the house, and there'd just be like a stretched out phone cord from the kitchen that led like a hundred miles in any direction. Like someone's on the phone. I don't know where they are. I'm just gonna limbo under this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> uh, anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, this is a great thing for these smaller studios that, that, that have been priced out. Uh, the one thing that's unclear, uh, you know, they mentioned PS5 testing kit, PS5 yeah. development kit. They do not mention PSVR 2. And I got to imagine that that will eventually yeah. come to this program, but maybe not today. Well, the interesting thing about PSVR 2 is that the the reason, and, and I know there's some confusion out there, and I, and I, and I got into like a back and forth on Twitter about this. Uh, People don't understand that like PlayStation VR two doesn't exactly have a dev kit, right? There, when when people who requested a PlayStation five or body dev kit or or whatever from Sony for PlayStation five and PSVR two, they got a PlayStation five dev kit. 
but then they got like this prototype headset and there's nothing special about that prototype headset at all except that like you got it before it came out before it hit store shelves uh and so i think uh you know they're just getting the ball rolling on this thing i think as far as psvr2 is concerned they're going to go well just go buy a 400 hundred dollar headset off the shelf uh, and use it with your use it with your dev kit that's on loan because 400 dollars is nothing Meanwhile, buying a, a dev kit is thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, right? You, you said you said you found out recently how expensive they are. Did you have a, get any indication as to just how expensive they are? Uh, well, I don't remember what my source was, but I do remember the number. It was something like uh, fifteen thousand dollars or something, yeah. something crazy like that. Yeah, it is not cheap to get into uh, development on on the PlayStation side of things. Uh, and and dude, this I think this is. This is the very beginning of a long process that Sony needs to take, a long journey that Sony needs to take in terms of being better with their third parties. They need to be better in so many regards. They need to be better about um, not making it a major hassle to get multiplayer up and running, not being like, you know, crazy fucking Uber Nazis about uh, about a dip in frame rate on a loading screen, right? Like they, they need to they need to understand a little bit better where these indie studios are coming from and say, you know, we'll give you a pass on things that don't matter. Um, and, and it will, it will make it easier for you to make your game run on PlayStation. Um, if, if, if Sony wants to continually stay on top, then they need to make some concessions. Uh, and it seems like so far they have not made a ton of concessions. They're, they're, they're on top because they've been on top, not because they're treating their third parties as best as they could. Uh, so I think they've got yeah, a long seems, way to go. It seems like they're taking their position for granted sometimes, doesn't it? Like, mm-hmm. like they, they just expect that as long as the games deliver that they'll be on top forever and there's more to it than that in a you know especially in an in a, a worldwide economy like we find ourselves today value means a lot not only to consumers but to developers and everyone so uh yeah i mean things can change very quickly uh, let's knock out a couple tips before we move on to the next news story. We got uh, Joey Batts with a five dollar tip, uh, giving us advice on our call-in show. It says maybe do up to five callers, but figure out who is calling in, uh, in in a week before. So basically, not just a- asking people to call in live, right? Having them all set up and ready to go. Uh, otherwise, we get a lot of people just screaming "baba booey" when we get them on this on the phone. Like the old uh, Mister Show bit where they have the uh, pre-recorded call-in show, so that every week someone's calling. With the previous week's question, <laughs> oh. I don't. I'm not familiar, but that sounds great. It's hilarious. Uh, we got. Oh man, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm terrible at being not uh, speaking th- speaking anything that's not <laughs> straight up an English name. Is Jawao? Jawo, uh, Mr. Victor or Senor Victor uh, with the another R. Is this this must be a Brazilian thing? Um, uh, we're gonna go, we're gonna stick with rubles though, just to just to show how ignorant I am uh, of world economies. Uh, Ten rubles saying with the price of Quest Two rising from two ninety nine to three ninety nine on August first, uh, or on in August, I no longer see it possible to launch for less than three ninety nine. What do you think? And when will Sony announce Half Life Alex for PSVR two? Uh, that I think, my friend, uh, my my Brazilian friend, I'm assuming, uh, is a great segue into our next story uh and that is uh, in fact that we saw over on twitter this week uh not not this week wasn't this was yesterday right a couple yeah a day or two ago yeah uh, metaquest vr at metaquest vr uh tweets out in order to continue investing in month 
sorry, can't speak. In order to try that again, just we'll edit that out. In order to continue investing and in moving the VR industry forward for the long term, we are adjusting the price of MetaQuest 2 headsets to $399 for the 128 gig model and $499 uh, with, for the 256 gigabyte model starting on August 1st, 2022. They do they go on to say an offer to download Beat Saber, one of the most popular quest apps at no additional cost. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of hard to laugh at. No additional cost. Uh, we're going to ask you to pay an extra hundred dollars to get a free thirty dollar game. Uh, right. Right. Uh, you, you can you can get that free until the end of the year. Um, dude, what, what's first impressions? There's obviously a, a million thoughts I think that we have on this. What were your first impressions when you saw that? Oh well, I mean, about exactly a million things ran through my head because there's so many angles to it. Why are they doing this? And what does it mean for the, the you know the Oculus Meta ecosystem? And then what does it mean for Sony? It's an opportunity for Sony. And they could go either way here, right? They, they could uh, certainly, like, you know there's an internal debate been going on on how much of a loss should they take on hardware to pick up a customer? What should they launch it at? PSVR 2, I mean. Um, obviously, Quest being their main competitor right now and being notoriously low-priced, it puts a lot of pressure on them to kind of reciprocate uh, this kind of lets them off the hook. So those within the uh, you know the Sony power circle who are advocating for a higher price point, now they pretty much had their mind made up for them. But those who are business-minded and savvy will recognize this as an opportunity to be the new entry point for VR for a lot of traditional gamers out there who already have PS5s. So... Uh, yeah, man, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what way they go. I don't think that this necessarily precludes them from having a, uh, a, a lower price point. And in fact, it may do just the opposite. It may encourage them now to take the advantage and, and become kind of that, uh, you know, that $300, $350 option for uh, so many gamers out there. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, and, and it's it's funny because for a long time people were saying that Sony had to compete with Facebook, um, and and there was no way that PSVR two was going to succeed unless they matched the magical three hundred dollar price tag. That is no longer a concern. Um, that and and I mean I've been I've been kind of I've been thinking there's no way that PlayStation VR two is going to sell for you know for five hundred dollars. That that's been that in my head that was way too much. Uh, $400 was sort of the magical price point for me because three seemed unreasonable and four seemed like, okay, well, maybe they'll still take a small loss on each one, make it up on the software side. Um, and, and, now, and now to see that, I'm just going to look at this one more time. If they sell it at $400, they're, that they're actually matching the lower end Quest 2 headset. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, to... Oh my god, dude! This is <laughs> to to me to me this is the this is the craziest thing ever. I I, I, I actually yeah. couldn't believe it. I thought I thought this was like a hard drive article or something. I thought that there was something. You know, I, I was just waking up. I hadn't had my coffee, and and this to me was a joke. I was like, "There's no way this is real." Let me go like find out if it's real or not. And when it when I saw that it came directly from Meta, I was absolutely flabbergasted. I could not believe that this was something they had done because how do you sell? a headset for two years at a certain price and then raise the price by a hundred dollars on all SKUs. This is the opposite of how things are supposed to go, right? This is, this is not 
this is not good business. It's if if anything if anything Quest Two, the the parts, the components, everything about it, the prices should have come down over the last two years because uh, by all accounts they've manufactured millions of these things. You know, upwards of fifteen million that we've heard, right? And so at that point, parts are supposed to come down in price. Things are supposed to get less expensive. And so even if they were taking a significant loss on each one, at this point you go, okay, well. Every day, we're taking less of a loss, less of a loss, less of a loss. And it makes it makes me wonder how much of a loss they've been taking for all this time. I mean, Well, we did much. an episode. Uh, we did an episode about a month ago talking about the state of the VR industry. And we pretty much said it then, man, that uh, they had reached their breaking point. They had the, the – uh, we may have even talked about it a little bit on this show about how we were moving into the – post meta era for mm-hmm. VR. Um, and, uh, this is just further proof of that. Uh, th- they've pretty much given away their bank account to, to build VR because they believe in it so strongly or Zuckerberg believes in it so strongly. And it's, it's done a lot for us, but the, again, the gravy train's over now. Uh, I'll point out that it's not just the, uh, the, the base quest two and, and the, the, larger uh storage capacity quest 2 that's getting a price increase the refurbs are getting a price increase all of the accessories are getting a price increase everything across the board is being uh, raised now and uh some of that certainly could be due to inflation but i think a lot of it has to do with marketing strategy strategy marketing strategy for their future headsets don't worry i'll let that out (laughs) right thank you uh, their upcoming fifteen hundred dollar, uh, reportedly fifteen hundred dollar headset, and then Quest Three later next year. I mean, a a, a four hundred dollar or even a three hundred dollar Quest Three looks like a deal after Quest Two's been four hundred dollars for a year, right? Uh, so maybe there's some kind of, um, you know, fuckery going on there. That they, they could be, um, it could be a trap. They could be, they could know that they're giving Sony permission to launch at a higher price point only to pull it back, you know, afterwards, uh, you know, there, there could be Dude. so many different things going on right here. And they're probably considering all of them. The conspiracy theories are crazy, right? The conspiracy theories are crazy. And I've got, I've got a couple of my own and they make absolute sense to me. Uh, but, but the conspiracy, let's, let's start with the least likely of the conspiracy theories. And I don't know if you're going to agree with me or disagree with me, but that's fine. I run this show. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> the, the conspiracy theory that makes the least sense to me is that Meta got word of how much the PlayStation VR 2 was going to cost. They're like, oh, it's good. We, we just found out that it's going to be $600, right? Some just make an imaginary number. And that means we've got room to actually raise our price and still be and still undercut the competition by a couple hundred dollars, right? How how likely do you think that conspiracy theory is, or is that just ridiculous? I, I, I could think that would be a facet, maybe in in an overall you know logic. I, I wouldn't think that that would be the impetus for them to do this. I, I think that there are likely many factors being taken into consideration when a move like this is being made, and that very well could be one of them. Um, but it's kind of apples and oranges, right? Because while, yes, we are kind of competing for the entry point headset for VR, uh, we're talking about two different generations of devices. We're talking about with PSVR 2 something that's going to be light years ahead. And again, something that's more akin to their $1,500 headset that they're getting ready to launch. So, um, 
yeah, maybe maybe that has a little something to do with it. I wouldn't think that it would be like the the, the driving force yeah. behind it. To to me, if you're saying if you if you're anybody out there who's saying you know trying to put a positive spin on this, I don't think is looking at the facts. I think I think the facts are showing us one of two things: one, that the reason the, the reason most hardware developers or manufacturers can sell hardware at a loss is because they make it up. This has been how things have gone since the NES 8-bit era, right? Like like things have been going this way for a long time. You sell your hardware at a loss, but then you make a chunk of money on every single game that sold for your console because because you have to get the license to do it and then you and then the hardware manufacturer makes 30 percent gets a 30 percent cut on every piece of software sold and so you make a ton of money back uh on the software side of things so you can you can sell the hardware for less and that was obviously the plan here it was obviously the plan uh they said we're going to take a major loss on quest 2 and then we're going to make a bunch of money on all the software sales does this not prove that software sales on Quest 2 are just nowhere near they should be for the number of units they've sold? Uh, I, maybe it's declining. Uh, I, all indications were that they, they've been very happy, uh, especially in the first year to 18 months. Uh, the attach rate, very similar to what we saw on PlayStation VR 2, where you know people who buy these things tend to buy a lot of software. Now, with that said, there are a lot of non-gamer users or quest as well and even mm-hmm. if they do have 15 million headsets out there i would say that you know conservatively five of million of those are probably not people who even play games people who are watching you know media or, or using it for other reasons you know socializing and so on and so forth so um yeah i, I mean i guess that's a fair point uh, but again uh, we are a couple years into the thing now and we're staring next-gen devices in the face yeah. so it kind of makes sense for it to kind of be ramping down a little bit at this point well and it's at the same time i think you know you pointed to five million people who are using it for social aspects for watching movies for for non-gaming things i think there's a lot of people out there who and and i i generalize and say kids but I, but i but i also should include people who aren't hardcore gamers people who aren't interested in buying you know 20 games for their headset who who, who have one game for their headset or kids that got it under the christmas tree uh because they were like oh it's it's affordable, right? And, and parents were like, oh, you want a VR headset? Here's the one that everyone's buying. It's 300 bucks boom, under the tree. Uh, and then like they get, they, you know, kids don't have, for the most part, credit cards and just or, or full-time jobs, right? They can't just buy games willy-nilly like the rest of us. Um, and I like that I used willy-nilly and didn't even cringe that hard. <laughs> um, and, and so and so I do think that this also points to a good, a good percentage of those headsets being for, for, you know, either casual gamers or kids that just don't have expendable income. Uh, and so there's a lot of different, I think a lot of different reasons why software might not be selling, you know, now that the user base is expanding. Uh, the hardcore VR user base who bought it during the first year or so, like you were talking about, yes, probably a huge attach rate. But then once you start spreading it out and like, and, and then everybody who's heard that this thing is cool starts playing it, uh, then the attach rate goes way, way, way down because it's now it's reaching a much more casual market. It's the we all over again, right? Right, rec room, VR chat, gorilla tag. This is what the kids play, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, and then, and then there's my personal conspiracy theory. All right, let's 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 go to full screen here. Let's let's get all intimate and personal. Hey guys, what's going on? Brian Paul here. Uh, this this is this is my. You're on, you're on a PlayStation VR show, PSVR two, perhaps. Uh, you might be interested in that. It's coming up next year, real soon. It's going to be awesome. I promise. I don't know shit. Um, <laughs> But 
but I think I think personally that Facebook is scared. They know that PSVR 2 is coming soon, and they need to get as many Quest 2 headsets sold as fast as possible. Uh, and the best way to do that is to cause a little bit of panic and say, hey, are, are, if, you, if you haven't bought a Quest 2 headset yet, uh, the price is going to go up in five days. And so if you want a Quest 2 headset, if you're planning on buying one over the course of the next year or two years, you should buy it right now because it's now $100 less than it'll be next year. And I really do think that that's a huge, huge part of this. They're trying to get as many out there as possible, as soon as possible, because they know they don't really have a contingency plan. They don't have any competition for PSVR 2 when it gets here. I mean... Talk to me. Tell me how crazy I am, Wes. I'm interested. Well, that that would seem more feasible to me if, like, the price were increasing in three or four weeks. But, I mean, if you're hoping for word to spread to the general consumer in five days about the VR headset, that's not going to happen, man. So it seems a little less uh, likely to me, unless they've got some kind of inside knowledge, like, the price and release date, like a big PSVR 2 announcement's coming next week, and they want to head that off at the pass. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a little bit more feasible. But, um, yeah, I mean, if they were trying to really get a, a real push to clear stock, I would say they would be like, okay, in a month, the price is going to go up. That way, you know, Joe and Sally Walmart have time to hear about the news. By the time this happens, uh, by the time people hear about this, it's mm-hmm. going to be done, Right. So uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. This ain't the 1950s anymore. Like (laughs) news spreads like wildfire. And especially in our community, which is still fairly small. uh, I do think people who were I've already heard from people who said I was I was on the edge. I was I was saying, oh, in like six months, I was going to buy one or whatever. It wasn't in my budget yet. And I bought one today because I found out that it was going to cost me a hundred dollars more. And so I've heard only from a couple people, you know, so this is very anecdotal evidence. However, I, I do I do think that this could potentially be right in delirium in the chat says you're right, Brian. I think it's a tactic that sell headsets in the short term until Q3 or PSVR two competing sales wise with them. I, I'm, I'm, I know it sounds crazy, but I think, I, I think there could be many, many factors, uh, at, at play here. And, um, and I think this could be one Very of them. Right. Yeah. Certainly many factors at play here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Garrett B. <laughs> Garrett B in the chat says, Sounds like you're assuming everyone has a PS5. Can't assume that, man. P- people are desperate for a PlayStation 5 and can't get one. Uh, that should change by the end of the year, though. So, uh, Hakuna Matata, if you're looking for one. And by the way, by yeah. the way, I maintain that people who really want one can get one because I've seen it yes. every time in my community. Um, you just got to put in, you know, you have to pay attention. You can't just expect it to fall in your lap you can't go to the store and buy it but you can get one but but no no one wants to put in the work i mean like really Wes, as far as i'm concerned if you can't go on amazon.com and type in playstation 5 into the search bar and then just buy one for the actual retail price of four or five hundred dollars right and then have it shipped to your house in two convenient days this show sponsored in part by amazon prime uh, <laughs> <laughs> man that would be amazing wouldn't it uh not the case though uh, until that happens until people can just go to amazon and buy one or walk into a store and just be guaranteed that it's going to be one on the shelf it's hard it's still hard to find and and i don't think i i don't think it's fair to ask people to put in work to 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 give uh to give sony five hundred dollars i don't think it's fair to even ask them to to put in five seconds of work right the 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 onus should be on sony onus uh tiff by the way uh, i'll 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 
put the definition of that word on uh, in the chat <laughs> for you later. Um, Let me ask you this, Brian. What, yeah. what do you think happens first? You, the, that we receive our PSVR 2 launch kit in the post, as they like to call it, overseas, or uh, you're able to walk into Walmart and buy a PS5 off the shelf. What, what happens first? Uh, PlayStation 5 should be able to... Um, <clears throat> we should, according to... Uh, I mean, a few different sources, right? We've, we've, we've been seeing it for months now. Uh, Sony's been pairing up with different, uh, manufacturing partners in order to get PlayStation 5s on store shelves. They're, they're trying, they're saying, and, and especially when you look at Sony's, uh, Sony's projected sales figures for the PlayStation 5 between now and the end of the year or the beginning of next fiscal year, it's higher than it's, like, it's, it, they're expecting to sell more during this period of time than even the launch year. Uh, which is crazy, right? So, so they obviously yeah. know that they're getting way more PlayStation Fives out in the wild uh, than than have ever been available before, and that's supposed to be by the end of the year, by the holiday season. You should be able to walk into a store, or go to Amazon.com, uh, and type into the search bar <laughs> and get it with your Prime service two day delivery, sponsored in part by Amazon.com. I hope that's true. I still check every time I go into Walmart. Yeah. I, I check to see if there's a PS Five on the shelf. I check to see if anybody's bought a PSVR kit, and I check the uh, Quest Two stock every time I go. Um, let's do. We, we I, I've uh, I've kind of backburned a few of these tips here, uh, so let's uh, let's talk about these tips, and then we'll talk about what uh, what this Quest price increase could mean for PSVR Two. Um, Move Master Mick, the shape throwing PSVR game cat, with the five quid says Alvo crossplay testing going very well. Game cats versus virtual strangers on a monthly multiplayer meetup, maybe in the near future. Did he just sign up for us for a monthly subscription or something? That, that's a, quite the commitment. Um, I, I would. That's, I, what I, that's exactly what I told him on the Discord. It's like that sounds great in theory, but uh, we, we have a lot of people here on a a wide variety of schedules, but uh, maybe a one off. I like the idea. Right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Nice. Uh, yeah, Alvo should be a lot of fun. Um, uh, Joey Betts, 33, with a $3 tip, says, New shirts, sirens on my end, and ringing on my end. That's pretty good. <laughs> we definitely, we're definitely getting sirens on my end uh, t-shirts out by the end of the year. Uh, but ringing on my end could be a new thing. We'll get Wes's face on that one. We got Wally, <laughs> is now a game cat, specifically a white tiger with the Canadian $2 tip says, could the quest price increase be a trap for Sony, which I think you addressed already, right? Yeah. Well, I said it could be. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, I think, uh, the Joe Rogan crew calls it honey dicking. I think they might be honey dicking Sony into a, a higher price point just to take it back. Uh, whenever the holiday gets here, like people like to buy things on sale at the, during the holiday season, right? Get it. So they can feel like they're getting a deal. But I mean, if you're already at 300 bucks, you're not going to cut it to 250 or, or whatever. But if you're at 400 bucks, you can certainly cut it back to three or 350, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think there could be some of uh, that kind of trickery at play here that we're getting a, a raise in the MSRP, but we could see more frequent sales after PSVR 2 shows up. Yeah. The, the thing is, is I, you know, I, I said it a long time ago, and, and I don't know if I still believe myself, uh, but I don't think that Sony looks at Meta uh, as a huge competitor, right? They are doing their own thing in their own space. They're very much the Nintendo of the VR world, right? Being like, hey, we're not the most powerful. In fact, we're very far from the most powerful. But look, it's all in one, convenient. Look, it's, and it's cheap, 
right? Here's your $300 thing, and, and we know it's not the most powerful, uh, and, and, you're, you know, and you're not getting shitloads of AAA games on this thing, but it's so affordable uh, and just in, and easy to use that how could you not have this, right? They're kind of out there doing their own thing, and I do think that, like, if, you know, even if you have a PSVR 2 or, PS, or a PC VR or whatever, like, I don't know, man, somebody fucking fix my brain real quick, um, that like, just like, I mean, I have, I have a PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, whatever, but I, but I feel like you need a Switch. Like if, if you love video games, like having just a Switch is, is also great. And I, and I think, and I kind of think the same thing about the Quest 2. It's like whatever headset you're using, uh, if you're connected to a high powered PC, or if you're picking up a PlayStation VR 2, I feel like the Quest 2 is sort of like this, uh, necessary component in your, in your VR, uh, on your VR shelf. Something, something that you just be like, oh, you know, I just want to play a quick game of Walkabout. I just want to play a quick game of this or that or whatever. You know, people people go to bat for Pistol Whip or Beat Saber on there because it's just like, boom, easy, no wires. Let's do this, right? And I, and I totally understand that and I totally agree with that. I just don't. Um, and so, like, I so I don't I don't think Sony really sees Nintendo as a competitor, and I don't think they see Meta as a competitor for the exact same reason. I agree with that because Sony, of course, is selling when when it comes to VR which at the end of the day is a peripheral. It's not a standalone unit. Right. Uh, they're selling to their own crew. They're, they're selling to people that are already in their ecosystem. Uh, but with that said, you know, I, I certainly think that Facebook meta looks at Sony as more of a competitor than Sony looks at them. And even if it isn't, even if this price increase isn't a, a direct reaction to something that Sony's doing, um, one of the things we talked about when we were talking about moving into the post meta era was that we're going to start to see competitors rise, not just Sony, but Pico and, you know, mm-hmm. HTC and all, you know, valve, all these other companies are going to come up with their own standalone headsets to compete with the quest. And by setting such a low price point, it's kind of driving the industry. It's making the industry trend toward taking a loss on hardware and i think when meta looks at what they want to do in the future that they could potentially be seeing that they're causing themselves some harm here by causing the industry to trend in that direction so they're kind of trying to maybe repair some of the damage that they've done uh to their own uh, bottom line uh looking forward <laughs> steve ire is uh <laughs> is is got his own conspiracy uh it, actually very really interesting stuff he goes what's the biggest issue quest 2 has comfort and battery maybe they're improving them i mean let's let's hope they're improving it by a hundred dollars um because other, otherwise you know this, this doesn't make any sense uh and in fact yeah, I, I don't i don't see this helping their sales whatsoever i think this and actually goes into don Tello, the scientist game catch five dollar tip uh says if the price increase hurts meta and they end up and they end the production of Quest. Will this hurt VR in general? I absolutely think so. I, I, I think, I think in the, in the absence, I think with, with PC VR kind of struggling, despite the fact that there's awesome games on it, uh, they are kind of struggling for for, for sales and for users. Uh, and in PlayStation, having hey, be a lady. Uh, PlayStation having kind of like gone on hiatus here and sort of let the PSVR one die unceremoniously for the last year or so, uh, or maybe longer. Uh, in the absence of all that, I, I, Meta was one hundred percent the savior of VR, 
for, for the last couple of years, uh, getting more people in at that lower price point, getting like a lot of people understanding exactly, uh, you know, what VR is and how, and how simple, you know, that it's not like this overly complicated thing with wires hanging out of every single whatever in a breakout box. It's, you know, like messing up your living room. Like here, they were sort of the saviors of VR. And, and, I, and I think they propelled it forward, uh, you know, during this weird downtime, this transitionary year, transitionary years. Um, I think, I think if, if they stop producing quests, it would, it would be really detrimental and Sony sucks without competition. Don't forget that if they don't have competition, we're in big trouble. Yeah. And I think that's the good news here is that, uh, first of all, quest isn't going anywhere. We'll, we'll get a new quest next year. Um, and that, and this could have, you know, be loosely tied to that, uh, as well. But, I think that's kind of the good news. It is it is a scary place to be. After having Meta for years now prop the industry up with their bankroll, now that that's going away, uh, you know, times are uncertain. We have to kind of hope that consumer demand continues to grow without Meta subsidizing, you know, easy-to-use affordable hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, we're about to have competition enter the arena like unlike we've ever seen since the onset of consumer vr and competition's always a great thing for the consumer so as long as the demand remains and i think triple a games coming from sony is going to go a long way keeping that demand up there uh i think that we we should be fine we should be fine without them for a little while until they uh until they regroup and and jump back in uh, with the vengeance with the vengeance which they will do sooner or later don't you know you can bet on that for sure we got matthew longo in the chat uh, who uh, anything i say loves to disagree with uh he's he's definitely the anti brian paul says not really true ps2 was insane and they won easily um kind of pointing out that sony needs competition uh just to just to remind you of how history went matthew longo sir friend cat uh playstation 2 proved to them proved to sony that they didn't have competition. And so what did they do with the PlayStation 3? That's, the, that, that's all I need to say it, there. Didn't they? they just about blew it, didn't they? Well, they did blow it. They recovered at the end, but they pretty much blew it with the PS3. Uh, they blew it big time. They blew it big time. The fact that they recovered uh, it showed, really, really showed how great they are when it comes to, when it comes to competition. That when, when they put their nose to the grindstone, when, they, when their backs are up against the wall, they do everything in their power. Like the ad, the ad campaigns were, went through the roof that generation. Uh, you know the the slim redesign, the, the cutting the prices. Uh, you know of their of their console. Everything that they did was for the players. Like, and I think that was was that the tagline for that generation for the players. And that just stuck in my head. I was like, hey, uh, yeah. And and furthermore, I think that the, a lot of the reason why PS4 was so awesome was because of the mistakes they made with PS3. Yeah. And that they certainly made things a lot better for the devs. With PS4 and now right. PS5. Exactly. Uh, we got two more tips, uh, and one of those will push us into the final topic of the day. Uh, Arian with the 35 cubic zirconias said, I really want to, I want Sony to confirm that social screen will still be a feature, <clears throat> a different image output to the TV than to the headset for social play. Different. Hold on. Wait, wait. I really want Sony to confirm that the social screen will still be a feature, a different image output to the TV than to the headset for social play. Oh, certainly. Yeah, certainly. I, I, I think at the very least it'll be optional, but it'll probably be 
on by default, uh, just like everything else. I mean, you can do that with Quest. So, I mean, I don't see Sony cutting that out now. Uh, well, yeah, 100%. So, but, but Quest is one of the things that separates PSVR 1 from most, I think, headsets is that the social screen output can be completely different from what you're seeing on uh, in the headset. Right. And, 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 and I'm sure there's examples on Quest or, or PC VR that change this up for local multiplayer. But the local multiplayer was, uh, you know, asymmetrical multiplayer was a big thing on PSVR one for, you know, here and there. You know, keep talking, nobody explodes, uh, pixel gear. Uh, it's quite a, quite a few different uh, examples. Uh, and so <clears throat> uh, and so I, I think I think that's what he's talking about. Because he, he is saying a different out, image output to the TV than the headset for social play. And I would be shocked and appalled, Ariane, uh, if if that if that's not a thing on PSVR too. Yeah, I would be surprised. I think shocked is a good word. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, they would be playing right. I mean, this is the whole reason why uh, Xbox reportedly won't get into VRs because it's so antisocial, which is totally untrue. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't see Sony just playing right into that narrative. That would be. Uh, Suicidal. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. And we can finally go. Waleed is now a game cat. Specifically, White Tiger with the Canadian $2 tip pushing us along west because somebody needs to push us or we'll never get to the main topic of the day. It says, please go in depth on the main topic of the show, UE, LOL. <laughs> um, if, if you guys were here before the show started, um, th- thanks to uh, Cerebral Frost, the boop cat, who, uh, who had to remind me uh, and push me in the proper direction uh, is that user experience is not abbreviated UE, like, it, like the initial thumbnail said, but instead UX. Uh, so let's go, let's go into detail on the main topic of the show, Wes, the PlayStation VR 2 UX. Uh, and for that, I think we should probably go over to the, uh, uh, over to the PlayStation, PlayStation blog. blog. Yeah, and we'll go through that, uh, that beautiful, beautiful... This is... This is before we even get into it, Wes, are, is is are, is it crazy that we're getting so excited about any drip of PlayStation VR two news? Um, the fact that like we're doing, like, oh, here's here's how some really basic stuff works, uh, and uh, and you've seen this already on your Quest two. The fact that they're showing off pretty much pretty simple stuff, and then we're all like losing our minds, going, "This is great! Thank you so much, Sony, for the news." Like, it, it does. Are, are we crazy or are we just that excited for PSVR two that like any drip of information is just the best thing ever? Well, for me, I mean, it wasn't pretty much the things that they were trying to tell me here that has me so excited. It's the other things that they say in between the big reveals of uh, things that have been common to VR for three years now. Um, but uh, th- there are things to be excited about here. I, I mean, pass through not really being one of them, but we'll get to that as we, uh, dissect this article all right man uh let's see here let's let's go here we over on the playstation blog yesterday july 26th uh let's see who is it yasuo takahashi the senior staff product manager at sie uh posted an article that said early look early look at the user experience for playstation vr2 check out the new see-through view and broadcasting options for psvr2 uh so let's dive into this the road to launch for psvr2 is in full swing just want to say <laughs> that's it right there that's just the first thing to be excited about they yep. mentioned um sorry to cut you off no 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 perfect this uh, is how this is going to go while we'd asked for an in-depth uh discussion this is in-depth 
Uh, I'll just point out that they talk about their launch efforts twice in the opening paragraph, which is just exciting for us to hear them talking about launch now, right? Yeah. That that's might have me more excited than anything else in this entire article. The fact that they're openly talking about launch now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think a lot of people were on board with my Q1 2023, uh, you know, projections. And, uh, and now people are like, oh, well, no, no, this, this is proof. This is proof. <laughs> we're, we're nearing the launch and it, and it has to be. And again, just to, just to reiterate, I would be thrilled if that was the case. Um, we can't wait for you to try the exciting new games and experiences you'll be able to explore with our next generation virtual reality headset. This, re- this already reminds me of someone who's trying to type, like who's trying to fill up an essay, like a 2000 word essay and only has 500 <laughs> words. They're like, let's just use a lot of adjectives. And, uh, instead of saying VR, use full words uh, as we continue with our launch efforts today. We'd like to, <laughs> again, today, like, sorry. Today. Yeah, right? So sorry. Everyone Launches in the chat. Today. So. Launches today, Brian, in minutes. <laughs> minutes. In mere minutes. We're mere minutes away from the launch of PSVR 2. Uh, we'd like to offer a quick peek at some of the user experience features you'll discover on PSVR 2. All right. So let's take a look. Um, let's see here. The first is they say is, uh, see-through view with PSVR 2. And stop me at any time, Wes. So I'm more than happy to sure, stop sure. and talk about all of this as, you're, uh, as you want. With PSVR 2, you can see the surroundings, your surroundings, while wearing the headset with our new see-through feature. Uh, do, do you think pass-through is like trademarked or something or a copyrighted term like see-through? Uh, you know, I, I, think, I think Sony likes to have kind of their own nomenclature. Uh, they're very much and one of the things you'll notice as we look through this uh, is sony always likes to stay on brand with everything they do if they're an expert at anything it's at uh proliferating the playstation brand Mm. right and i just think this is more of that excellent yeah and it's it's fine with me pass through pass through uh you know makes sense i think to anybody who's who's into vr but i think that see-through uh, is a term that everyone's already familiar with. Pass-through is something that you're like, oh, what does pass-through mean? See-through just automatically, you're like, oh, you can see through the headset. Like that's, Clear. I don't think it, it's invisible. Re- yeah, it doesn't require any explanation. Um, it comes in handy when you want to easily check out where the PSVR 2 sense controllers are in your living room without taking the headset off. Now, Wes, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I'm I'm concerned because when I put on my Quest... It knows where the it knows where the controllers are, and it shows it. It's like, oh, here's your controller. It's a virtual image of my Quest Two controller that looks just like the real thing, and it's in real space. Hopefully, hopefully you'll see the exact same thing with PSVR Two. And I'm just reading into this, right? Like when you put the headset on, it's like, oh, here's your space, but also here's right here's your controller. Here's a virtual image of your controller, and it points it out to you nice and easily. Am I reading too much yeah. into this? I don't know. Probably. I, I think Probably. that they're, they're just trying to come up with something that uh, people can relate to easily. They should. They, uh, they, but, if they want to relate to people, they should be and know where your pets are. That should have been the, yes. not not where your you know sense controllers are to n- make sure you don't step yeah. on tornado. Brian is exactly what they should have put in the blog post. Seven people reading this would have understood what they were talking about. But like, uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, know where your pets are. Don't step on your pets. Rule number one of VR. Don't kick the bong over, right? <laughs> Don't kick the bong over. Jesus, that just brought me back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks to PSVR 2's embedded 
front cameras. Users can press the function button on the headset or use the card in the control center to switch between viewing your surroundings or viewing the content on PSVR 2. The card in the control center also gives you quick access to other PSVR 2 settings, such as adjusting your play area. Okay, there's a little bit to unpack here. Um, this is the this is the first time in a while uh, that we've heard about a new button on the PSVR2 headset. You know, we we'd seen the manual IPD slider dial. Uh, we I, I already pointed out to people where the uh, where the USB C cable attaches, right? And so we've sort of dissected everything that we can see. However, we have yet to see the underside of the PSVR2 headset, right? We all, we're all familiar with what's on the bottom of the PSVR one headset. There's volume control for uh, for your heads for your headphones uh, and, a, and a mute button, uh, and then like the little button that allows you to slide the headset in and out. But we've we've yet to see any of this stuff on PSVR two. We don't know what's under the hood, and by under the hood, I mean underneath the undercarriage. Well, let me let me ask you this, just yeah. out of curiosity. Uh, you know, as, as I'll just cards on the table. Uh, with my other headsets, and by the way, every Inside Out Tracked headset has this pass-through feature. It's nothing new. Uh, I don't ever use it. Like, it's not something that I ever use ever. Uh, and I think a lot of the reason why is because I started on PlayStation VR, and I'm just used to looking down, you know, and giving myself a little gap. Yeah. Um, so if you had to pick, if you had your choice of features on this new headset mm-hmm. either a see-through button or the old-fashioned psvr slide the thing in and out which one would you rather have well I, your question infers that we won't have both well I, I, well yes it does uh admittedly but i'm curious uh i mean honestly yeah i i use the pass-through only when quest 2 forces me to just use the pass-through you know like five times during a single walkabout game where it says, Oh, we lost tracking. Thanks so much quest. Uh, we lost tracking. You have to now tell me where the floor is again and redraw your, uh, play area like five times. Is it just me or is, is quest is quest tracking getting worse in its old age? I I never used to have this problem until like the last couple months and now it's constant. It's a mess. Yeah. They, they break it quite a bit with their updates and then it'll get better for a while and then it'll get worse again. I don't know what's going on with it, but you're absolutely right. It has gotten worse. Interesting. All right, man. Well, it's then... terrible at low light too, by the way. Like if you got to have, <laughs> you got to have a couple light bulbs going at least. If you oh, want dude, that I, thing I, to track. I've got studio all. lighting in here for the, for the show. Uh, not that I use it because I, I like to be in darkness, but I, but I, I put on like floodlights and shit. And when I play, uh, and I, and I point it away. So it's like, you know, just creates a nice, uh, a nice glow in my play area. And I'm like, this, if this isn't perfect lighting, I'm like, I, I feel bad for anyone who doesn't have perfect lighting because I, I just don't even know what to tell you. Um, so, okay, so there's a function button on the PSVR2 headset itself, and it'll and it allows you to um, to switch between pass through and uh, and in the game, which is which is really nice. But then they talk about cards, and if you guys have been watching the channel for a while, you know that I think cards are dumb, like really dumb. I don't like the way they're implemented. I think they're they're you know overly complicated, uh, and people will laugh at me and be like, "Brian, why are you so dumb? How come you can't figure out cards?" And uh, and I'll tell you, I don't know. <laughs> like I just ignore that entire section of the PlayStation Five uh, UI. I just don't like it. Just why is it so stupid? Just let me give me normal settings, give me normal menus. Um, but 
one of the cards will allow you to bring up uh, this 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 menu here, uh, and we can see that there's an option to view surroundings. Uh, and before you know what, let's 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 talk about this real quick. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, while we wanted an in-depth conversation, we're going fucking in-depth on this shit. Uh, do you think we're going to be accessing this menu? Uh, and, and like using analog sticks, uh, and, and just tapping, you know, buttons and stuff to, to, to navigate it. Or do you think we're going to have a, a real time pointer to just like be able to point at the view surroundings button, and just go click the trigger? Well, I mean, we may be jumping ahead a little bit here, yeah, uh, but I maybe. think one of the things that this, this, uh, this article kind of points to is that, well, let, allow me to jump back a little bit back to, uh, June when we last had our last bit of news and when we were really dissecting all the blog posts from that day, mm-hmm. one of the things we pointed out was that they continually stated that the PSVR two hardware was still in development. And we wondered what that meant. I think now we can see what that meant. What it meant was the software end of things is still kind of being developed. And, and as we read through this, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, it's very obvious that the that those with dev kits don't have access to this software into things yet. Uh, so I think that they're 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 going as quickly as they can. I think it could be a little bare bones at first for that reason. Yeah. But as time goes on, we could see things being implemented not only with pointers from our controllers, but we could have laser eyes, Brian, uh, with the eye tracking. I always then, wanted you know, laser eyes. How did they know? So good. Exactly. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that this is going to very much be a work in progress through the first year, probably. And it will continue to improve as time goes on. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about like the virtual space and everything like that in a little bit uh, as we get closer to the bottom of this article, which we are nowhere near. Uh, it also gives us a chance to adjust the screen brightness, uh, the system screen size, which am, am I wrong? I, th- I think I said in my breaking news report that the system screen size is... Uh, is, is the cinema screen, the, the thing that we're all used to seeing. You, you, you jump into the PlayStation 4 or 5 on PSVR 1, and you see a cinema screen, uh, just like a projected screen, basically, of, uh, you know, of, of your, your home screen. If you play a, a flat-screen game, you, play, you watch a movie, it's all kind of like in this virtual cinema screen. Is that, do you think that's what they're referring to by system screen size? Very much the same thing that you do in the Quest menu, where you can make it small, medium, or large, or if you're watching a, 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 something in the web browser, you can resize that by clicking and dragging with your controller. I think that's a, a similar function there. So, yes. To answer your question, yes. I think we all thought the same thing, B-Tribble. He says, eye tracking. I can finally be a Homelander. <laughs> that's great. Uh, the dream sequence, by the way, the only thing I didn't like about the boys, I know this is way off topic, the only thing I didn't like about the boys was the Homelander dream sequence when he went berserk, and I was like, don't be a dream, don't be a dream, don't be a dream, don't be a dream, and then it was a dream, or fantasy, I was like, fuck you, like, it's the only time they pulled a punch in that show. Um, uh, this is this is one that we assumed was going to be the case, uh, but it's good to see it's nice and easily uh, accessible, because some games are going to probably screw this up somehow, some developers are going to overuse it, but the VR headset vibration, we know that there's going to be haptics in the headset, should be really good when you turn on, uh, you know, a, a car and drive club, uh, you, you know, you start the engine, you, or you're driving, it gives you like this sensation of, of speed, or wind, or rain, or whatever, and all these different games, uh, click on off, nice and easy, right? Yeah, and again, you know, People are different. 
And th this could be something that a lot of people don't like. So, yeah, wise to have it be uh, optional. Options are always the VR player's best friend. And as many as they can pack into, you know, system UI or even game settings, uh, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then these last two, the first one seems normal. Uh, set play area. It's just draw your draw your boundary, right? Just like so that way. And for, and for anyone who... I, I guess we should probably be pretty clear about this, Wes. Um, there's a lot of people here who have not jumped ship and not played Quest games, not played PC VR games. Uh, and so for the PlayStation VR 1, obviously you had to stand in full view of your camera. You start the thing up, it actually shows you in your play space and says, hey, watch out, don't trip on your cats or furniture or hurt yourself by punching a wall, right? And so like, in, you always had to stand facing the camera. This is a brave new world. This is this suddenly you you have full access to to turn 360. You don't have to worry about facing a camera. You're good to go. Uh, but it also means uh, you know like you're you. When I was playing Undead Citadel the other day, I thought I broke my hand because I punched my Master System bookshelf so hard that I almost broke Golden Axe Warrior and my hand in one fell swoop. And uh, and and so like you've really got to be careful. Uh, you know because you could end up on the other side of your room just like as you casually take little steps here and there. Uh, and so with the pass-through, you really want to create a nice, safe play area. You kind of draw a line, and uh, which obviously we'll get to in a second. Um, and so, and, and, and then the game will, or the headset will warn you, hey, you're getting way too close to the edge of your uh, boundary. And so being able to just like, you know, click the function button and set the play area nice and easily, very, very, very important. Uh, however, yeah. go ahead. I don't want to move on. Until no, I was you're ready. Say, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. It is very important. Uh, this coming from someone again uh, who was at one time PSVR exclusive. When when I moved into PC, um, I shattered a television, like completely destroyed. Oh no! My television in my bedroom. Now, with that said, I still to this day play with my guardian boundary off. I don't use it uh, because it gets on my nerves so yeah. damn much. I just turn it off. I don't know if I knew I could turn it off. No, I know I don't. I know that I knew I couldn't turn it off because you can turn it off because I have to fucking reset it every <laughs> every twenty minutes. Uh, and so I would definitely turn that shit off. I'll be turning that shit off tonight and and definitely for tomorrow because the labyrinth course comes out for walkabout mini golf. Um, yes, yes, we just uh, I got that yesterday. I haven't played it yet, but uh, oh, I'm oh, 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 look at that! Listen, I, I say we cancel the rest of the show and then I just watch you play it because I'm going to be drooling. Um, uh, yeah, that's going to happen probably here in about two hours. So nice. Uh, sure. I'm excited. Uh, what's the last one, man? I'm confused. I don't know what adjust visibility means. Does, does this adjust relate to some uh, other VR thing? I, yeah. HDR. I guarantee that's an HDR setting. I don't yeah. know if you have an HDR television or monitor, mm -mm. but anytime you start up a game that is HDR enabled, um, you get this kind of uh, brightness adjustment. It's similar to what you see in a lot of uh, horror games at the start where you kind of, you know, adjust it till you can barely see the picture sort of thing. Uh, but when you do it with HDR, there's like three or four of them you, you have to do, uh, you know, against white backgrounds, against black backgrounds. It's just a calibration for HDR screens. Okay, nice. All right. Yeah, I was I was absolutely completely confused by that. So that works out great. Uh, and then in this, um, here we go. In this, uh, in the blog post, they also you can see here uh, that there's just an image, a black and white image of somebody uh, looking through 
the see-through mode, the pass-through mode, and holding their uh, DualSense controllers. Uh, I know it's a small image. I wonder if I... Do I have a larger image of this? Uh, does this... Did this change your perspective of how big the sense controllers are going to be? Did you did you see these pictures? I, I expected them to be big like this. Uh, th- they are big. They're very big. But, I again, I expected this. Um, I, I am glad that we can finally kind of put the rest of this... It, it better have a knuckle strap type thing. That that's not happening. Like, obviously not. Hey, happening. hey, it's hey! Still in development, as we've already said. <laughs> still in, and I, and I know, I know that you know you want to put that shit to bed, but I do not want to put that shit to bed. Uh, this is, as far as I'm concerned, super duper important, especially when you have some kind of, uh, you know, when when you, when you when you have the ability to track whether your fingers are on the buttons or not, and uh, and you know, obviously some kind of hand tracking can easily go, uh, you know, can be updated with a software update uh, or be included with a software update. I don't, I, I think that this, cause I've, I've seen, I've seen the sense controllers uh, firsthand. Uh, this, this was not my, the first time I've seen them on somebody's hand. I think this picture is misleading because oh, really? I, yeah, this, this, they look way bigger to me in this picture than, uh, than, than when I've seen them before. I think we're all going to be a little bit surprised that they're they're actually fairly form fitting. That they're not these big bulbous things that go around your hand. Uh, I, I I think we're going to be surprised because they are they are more they are more uh, compact than this picture seems to to lend itself to. Well, that's excellent to hear. Like uh, I have not seen them anywhere outside of the uh, Sony promotional stuff. So uh, th- this was pretty much in line with what I was expecting. But if uh, yeah, maybe this is just somebody with little baby hands, or it could be uh, <laughs> uh, like a, a an aspect ratio thing with the the pass through cameras. I think that's like, more it. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, but still, I you know, from by all reports, it's they feel really great to use. So uh, that's the most important thing: the the fact that you can forget about them being on your hands, which knuckle straps would be really good for, Wes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, look, look the, the, this is going to be a really there, there's going to be accessories mm-hmm. that uh, third party accessories that give you the, that if, if that's something you want. And look at the design of the thing. It's going to be simple to kind of DIY yeah. uh, knuckle straps for this thing uh, on day one. I'm sure you can find stuff around your house to do that. So Yeah. Sirens on my end. There's not not a big uh, I'm not a big third party person. Uh, something like isn't officially licensed first party Sony. Uh, I'm not usually interested in it. I just like, you know, rather play with the official hardware. This is something that I would buy day one. If somebody was like knuckle straps or the PSVR two sense controllers, I'd be like, yeah, give me like, let's let's I'll buy a hundred of them. I'll do a huge giveaway on the channel. <laughs> like everyone can play like me. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce your name. C-E-G-I-T. E B E Sedge to be with a five dollar tip says I'm a mature adult with a business degree and I can't wait for PSVR two. I I must have missed the uh, the context of that. Sorry, I haven't been keeping a great eye on the chat. Um, but, but thank you so much for the support and congratulations on your business degree. I am uh, an immature adult who dropped out of college and uh, I can't wait either. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I didn't drop out of college, but I certainly do not have a business degree. Um, got my B, my okay. bachelor of fine arts degree is what I have. Um, so that's why the channel looks spectacular. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Couldn't even finish without laughing. All right, man, we, we have a lot more to go through here, so let's do it. 
let's see, prop, to, 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 to do, how do I interact with this thing? Oh, because I'm clicking on the wrong thing. You know, OBS, you're so good looking. Um, let's see, we talked about see-through. Where, where do we end up? The card control, the see-through view is just for, okay, the see-through view is just for viewing only, so there's no recording option. Thank goodness, <laughs> because the last thing I want to do is be streaming and, and have to switch over to uh, see-through mode. And have everybody see the uh, the filth of, that I call it's my. It's the worst, isn't it? Yeah. Like like with the PSVR one, like, you know, we were all kind of happy to to play our games on PS five, and and I'm sure that most of us are using capture cards now. Um, it kind of sucks, right, when one of these games has compatibility uh, issues, and then the game crashes while you're live, and you have to boot it back up and go through that little window there. Like everybody has to see your your, your bullshit, uh, yep. so yeah, that's, this is re- a relief. It is Big a time. Um, and so this this definitely leads us into uh, the next part of the article. It says broadcast yourself while playing, uh, and you can see here that there's a person uh, playing in PSVR. This is outside of the unfortunate leak that uh, that BitPlanet uh, had uh, had put out there showing their PSVR two retail kit. Um, this is, this is the first time we've seen anybody, uh, using a PSVR 2. This is the first time we've seen any, uh, anything other than the original, uh, the, the original official, uh, press kit images that, that Sony revealed in the PlayStation blog. This is the, this is a very, this is kind of cool to see somebody using. And, and this person, uh, just again, looks kind of small. They look like a small person. Right, maybe probably not very tall. Probably the same person you saw in the pictures prior, and so this might give you an idea as to why those why those sense controllers look so big because they they look like they're like you know five 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 six something along those lines. I'm just guessing. You know, it's hard to tell, but that's my guess. They look like the giant hands about to pick them up and throw them into the jaws of that beast. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if this is an actual shot or if this was just. I I, I highly doubt this is a real image. This is uh this is that they they took this cool uh, image from uh, Call of the Mountain and then they and then they just had someone pretend like they were playing PSVR too uh, and then they just put it uh, to combine the two images uh, and the reason for that uh, I'll say here let's see the new broadcast feature uh, will for PSVR two will allow you to firm film yourself I can't read that's really really small film yourself while playing. By connecting a PS5 HD camera to the console, it's a great way to show your movements and reactions during a boss battle and, sh- and share your reactions with your fellow gamers as it happens. Now, what they're showing here, Wes, is that they're showing somebody who looks like they're standing in front of a green screen. But yeah. there's no green screen, there's no background to, the, to, to this. Do you, think, do you think this is all part of the whole PlayStation 5 HD camera thing? Do you think that the fidelity is going to actually be this good for like a- AI removal of background? Uh, yes, I, I think that, um, well, I mean, obviously, um, there, there could be consistency issues with it. I think at times it could be this good, certainly, maybe all the time. Uh, but, I mean, you know, Skype has background removal. Zoom has background removal. Mm-hmm. I'm using it right now, you know, with, with my graphics card. So, uh, yeah, I absolutely think PS5 is uh, powerful enough to... Uh, to do this kind of AI based stuff. And I, uh, I would hope that that camera is good enough. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah, I was, I have never used, uh, like any AI 
background removal. And, uh, and it looks pretty good on you right now. But doesn't everything look good on Wes, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. It fucking does. Um, and so, yeah, so hopefully... Uh, so hopefully it works just as well and it looks as good as this picture shows off here because I really do think, you know, I, I, I think personally that uh, the best marketing Sony can possibly have for PSVR 2 is sh- is th- is exactly what they're showing here in this picture. It's not it's not going to be blog posts. It's not going to be advertisements. It's not going to be whatever. It's not, it's not going to be store displays. And it's going to be tens or hundreds of thousands of people streaming games like call of the mountain and showing themselves in vr exactly this way this is this is their best uh their best way to advertise their games and also it's totally free um and to have so many people enjoying the games showing people get scared in vr showing people be excited in vr uh this is an amazing amazing way of marketing uh and so being able to include this with the playstation 5 hd camera uh and, and making it easy for people to stream is super important because we, we didn't get that on PSVR one. We get the stupid fisheye lens that was running at seven twenty thirty, oh, right? God. Which was, which looked awful. Uh, and, and the, the only, and you couldn't see yourself on the camera, right? You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't broadcast yourself along with it. So you only saw what you, the person was playing. The, the chat system was terrible. Hopefully they fixed the chat system. Uh, and, uh, and on top of it all, the one thing it had going for it was the amazing microphone in the PSVR one headset. I feel like the, the sound quality on that is yet to be matched anywhere. Like, I don't think my, this, this, this shore mic is any, is, is great by comparison. I've got these great Arctis, the Arctis, uh, headset for when I stream that mic is garbage by comparison. The PSVR one microphone was amazing. And so hopefully they make this real simple tap the share button or broadcast button, what create button. That's what they call it now. Tap the yeah. create button, and, and here you go. You can share without jumping through all these fucking hoops that you and I have to jump through to stream a game, right? And then everybody can yeah. be a streamer and actually and actually have it look good. I think this is super important. I'm glad they're, like, taking steps to do this. Yeah, I have a confession to make here. You know, um, I, I don't do pre-recorded videos a lot anymore, so I'm still using the the, the video editing software that I used back when I started, you know, four years ago. And it's, it's, I don't own a license for it. I'm not going to say which one it is, but I pirated it. It's, it's pirated software. <laughs> but, but, but listen, I didn't, I didn't pirate it because I, I didn't want to pay for something. The reason I pirated it was because I had to get an older version. The newer version did not remove fisheye distortion. Um. The, like, I had to go back like two versions to, to find a, a video editor that's, Easy for beginners, because again, I'm not classically trained. I'm self-taught. I had to find something easy for beginners that removes fisheye distortion. So I had to I had to pirate an older copy with an older license because they force you, if you buy it, they force you to uh, update it to the newer version, which didn't have that. But uh, yeah, I have pirated video editing software because PSVR capture was so shitty. And that's what I started on was... PSVR capture. So, uh, yeah, that, that's my little side story there. People, people are already telling me in the chat, and I, and I apologize for uh, for for being behind the uh, the times on this. That the PlayStation Five HD camera already does uh, what we're asking it to do uh, on flat for flat screen games. Makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Uh, this is just uh, you know again, it's, it's I just don't care <laughs> about flat screen games. Uh, I've tried. I really have. I've tried, and I and I did get into Days Gone a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I haven't been doing a whole lot of flat screen gaming. Uh, although I just recently started playing the angry video game 
nerd ABGN game on Switch, and it's so good. It's so good. It good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, if you, if you like classic, those. like... Yeah, yeah, I've got those in my Steam library. It came in a bundle I picked up recently, both both of the AVGN games. Nice. Yeah, the uh, I, I got it directly from screen, ScreenWave.com, and uh, I, I lo- I've always loved AVGN. Uh, I think he's hilarious and uh, obviously you know, right up my retro alley. So, uh, and so when I saw that I could get it directly from them, I was like, oh, this is, this is very cool. And uh, Switch seems like the place I want to play it. Um, just so many inside jokes and the control is so good and like it's you can there's like seven difficulty levels like which means the game gets insanely hard uh and uh definitely perfect for anybody who's uh you know into old school difficult like Mega Man style platformers um and and obviously loves avgn <laughs> brax bro says fred fuck <laughs> <laughs> nice i keep finding shit pickle uh, on every level and he falls off the screen and i'm like am, am i supposed to be catching him or something i have no idea but somebody in the chat probably tell me i saw somebody platinumed it uh there it is defunct bomb bro the game cat good job i bet that's fucking difficult as hell uh i will not be get, i will not be getting the platinum because i can only assume that you have to play on some of the hardest difficulty levels and uh i'm good at the default level which is already hard enough um it's 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 difficult but fair let's get back on topic with old darth at psvr2 gaming hound dog roof with the canadian five dollar tip says will eye tracking software will eye tracking software part of op system or devs have to incorporate it into game code. Also, visibility equals how bright the guardian boundary is displayed. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, you could you could have the, the boundary be kind of dim when when you kind of like encounter it. That makes a lot of sense. Possibly, yeah. Um, but uh, will, will the eye tracking software be part of the operating system or, or are devs going to have to incorporate it into the game code? I imagine there'll be a, a really easy plug and play SDK yeah. for, for devs to implement this stuff with. That's kind of what they're paying Pico for, right? Just to kind of simplify this stuff and have the software ready. Yeah. Uh, as, as, as a non-developer, um, I, I just kind of smile and nod when shit like this comes up and I go, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I don't know. But, you know, we'll certainly find out the answer for you um, if I can. I don't think it'll be difficult. Uh, okay, we need to get back to the article here. So let's uh, let's do that. Do, 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 do. You can see here uh, this video uh, of scanning the room. Uh, all you're doing is just kind of like looking around the room and it's filling in kind of this blue mesh. Uh, and it's recognizing your couch and your fan and your TV and all this stuff. Uh, so, uh, and this is something we had heard uh, prior to all of this, that that the PlayStation VR 2 headset actually does automatically scan your room pretty well. Uh, and so to see, actually see visual proof of this uh, and, and see how, exactly how it looks is pretty cool. Uh, and so this can kind of, I'm assuming this would be to define your play space without having to start drawing boundaries and stuff, right? Right. Yeah, you'll probably get an automatic um, suggestion that you can very easily uh, edit uh, for for a quick and easy setup. Right. They've already talked about how easy the setup is, so uh, I right. think this just kind of illustrates that. And dude, the set the setup better be easy. You know, like for for as much as I love PSVR one, I did not like uh, turning it on and having to wait, and then it brings you to. 
the screen where you where you see yourself and then you and then you have to like this warning screen and you have to wait it makes you like stare at the warning screen for like five seconds before it even gives you the option to say okay and then you see yourself in your play space you have to hit, hit okay again and you pick up your move controller and you turn it on and it brings you to like the the home screen where it's you know and it sounds like i'm just bitching about like simple stuff like silly stuff right but but really it's this barrier to entry it's like i i want to be able to put on my headset pick up my controllers and be like boom okay you're, you're in the menu what game do you want to play let's do this right why why do i have to assign a move controller to the user right give me an option to assign it to a different user but but because 99.9% of the time Whoever's holding the controllers is the same user. We're not going to have one person holding one controller and another person holding another controller. And the fact that you have to do it for both move controllers every single fucking time you start the PlayStation VR headset up is just so silly. And it's like these little things that just add up and go, you guys didn't really think this through, did you? Right? It just seems yeah. o- overly complicated. And when I say complicated, I'm like not difficult, just waste of time. It's like Friction. As we talk about this Friction. a lot. Friction, right? Yes. Every, this stuff adds up. And uh, you're right. It would have been easy enough for them to say, okay, Brian's logged in. We can assume that anyone who turns on a controller right now yep. is probably Brian. Yep. Brian lives by himself. Brian doesn't play local co-op games. Brian doesn't play games with other people. It's fucking Brian. <laughs> like, just, it's, <laughs> right? And I, and I think, and I don't think I'm in the, the minority here. I'm not talking about, like, a, a small sect of gamers who only play you know, a certain way it's, I think I would say most of the people who are playing VR are playing exactly the same way as me. So just let's put on the headset, turn it on, pick up the controllers and get into a game, make it as simple as possible. Uh, customized play area. The play area for PSVR 2 can be customized by using the PSVR 2 sense controllers in the embedded cameras. The cameras will allow you to scan the room while the PSVR 2 sense controllers allow you to expand and further customize the play area to fit your play style and room environments. Um, I don't know if there's a lot to unpack here specifically, but I will say that I do love these images. Uh, yes, I was hoping you pointed this out because, uh, this is pretty boring stuff. It's pretty (laughs) standard for, for, uh, what VR has been in the interim over the last few years. But, uh, again, I love how PlayStation stays on brand, right? And I love the little X's or crosses. The sacred symbols, man. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, this looks really, really cool. Um, and you know, I, I know this is I actually, man. I wonder if I can find this comment here. Um, you know, running running a PSVR two channel means that I am one hundred percent a target uh, for people who uh, who don't like PSVR or are already against PSVR two for some reason. Um, and so, hold on, I gotta I gotta bring up this comment, and uh, and we'll we'll give we'll give a troll. We'll give a troll the spotlight for a second here because uh, usually we just ignore them. Um, I love the, uh, the the console wars mentality, right? Right. So uh, Frank Thompson, who who said the best thing the PSVR had over the Oculus and other VR headsets was the aim controller. Sony has to make another one. So he did say something positive. I will say that. But he says, so how is it next gen VR when it's showing the same functionalities as on an Oculus Quest Two? Quest Two is still this gen, in my opinion. Um, it's, he's it's not fu- wrong. <laughs> well, he, he's not wrong when it comes to this, right? It's like, yes, right. this is, but this is like standard. It's like, I, I think it's important for Sony to show these types of things. You know, everybody out there is asking about these types of things. Make like yeah. if, if Sony doesn't tell you they're scared, it doesn't exist, 
right? Because that's true. That's be, very true. Like especially the naysayers out there. That, that until Sony explicitly says something is the way it's obviously going to be, uh, there's always doubt. So you're and, right, and I think for good reason <laughs> because, like, it's so Sony has you know not been 100 percent uh you know on top of their shit all the time and so it's it's good that they're doing this but but yes i i i do agree this looks very much like the quest 2 uh user experience uh, but but this but it's also sort of become standard and so it's important for sony to tell people hey we've got don't worry like anything that you expect our headset to have like anything you'd expect you know from the competition we also have that in our headset and and with any luck it's gonna it, it's gonna work even better right we don't know this specifically um but my fingers are crossed because there's certainly problems with tracking on quest um and and the boundaries of course on quest as well but this is such a great image i I love i love the little sacred symbols it's so silly it's such a fanboy thing to to enjoy but man i do love sony and i love playstation and so it's hard not to smile a little bit when you see the sacred symbols as part of your part of your rug 100 percent i love it i loved it when they put it in the little grain texture on the uh, dual sense controller yep. uh i love it i i, I too am a, a playstation fanboy and uh yeah that was the first thing I, I noticed when i browsed over this article initially was like ah oh, there they are <laughs> uh early so shen miazo with the five quid says early psvr games had a simple in-game pointer at your feet which you could look down at to orient uh orientate is this less intrusive than a boundary system uh you know what's less intrusive than a boundary system for me my chair and i'll be using it frequently with this psvr2 <laughs> the way i do today uh but yeah i guess so um what is the, the, the what is the what is the simple in-game pointer at your feet is he's just saying like there's like feet where you stand you stand where the game tells you to or yeah the icon that tells you where where your in-game feet are okay yeah that's what he's talking about Okay, I hated that. I, in, in fact, there were there were games early on in PSVR lifespan. Like uh, I was I was trying for my fifty hidden gems in fifty days. I was trying to stream Batman Arkham Asylum, and I couldn't because there was a couch where uh, where the game wanted me to stand. And I was like, well, I either pick a different game to stream or I move my couch. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not oh. moving my couch. Like we, we've we've gotten past all of that where you can just hold the start button and it recalibrates and says okay now where you're standing is the center of the action right we don't we don't need that's what it's supposed to do though right like if you see those feet and they're not matching where your feet is it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean you need to walk to them what it means is you need to recenter yourself if you think you're where you're supposed to be in batman arkham asylum in batman arkham asylum that is not how it works and and I, and I was shocked and appalled because I was like, this is crazy uh, because you, you're right. That is 100% the way things went. It was like, oh, yeah, for, this, the, this is where we think you should be standing. Sweet. And if it's not, hold start, recalibrate, and then, okay, th- this makes much more sense. Here, here's the new feed. It's not the case in Arkham Asylum. And so, and I literally, and so I was like, well, maybe, maybe I can still play it, right? Maybe I can get into the game and recenter or whatever. Nope. I couldn't even get close enough to the, uh, to the piano to like even do the things to start the game. And so, and, and so I'm glad we've come a long way since then. Um, yeah. Shen Miao, to answer your question, I think this is about as less, the least intrusive type of boundary system we could absolutely ask for, especially if you're like me and you have a small apartment and, and you have a limited play space. Uh, this, I think this is, I think this is as 
close to perfect as VR manufacturers have figured out so far. Maybe there'll be a better system in the future, but I haven't seen one yet. There, there are more accurate systems. Uh, the, the early PC VR outside in systems are more accurate than inside out tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that comes at a cost, a lot of setup and a lot of cumbersome uh, things that people aren't going to want to have to do. You so kind of need a dedicated like, VR room, right? Like, because you have to yeah, install these yeah. sensors on your wall. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a, it's a big trade off, um, for, for a little bit more performance, uh, inside out tracking for the most part in recent years is, uh, more than good enough. And is certainly leagues ahead of the, uh, the old PSVR system. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, can't, <clears throat> Okay, good. Let's, we can continue on now that I've found my spot. It says, while playing, if you get close to the boundary you've set up, you'll receive a warning that you're closely approaching the play area boundary. You can modify your settings at any time while PSVR 2 is connected. Uh, once you set up your play area, the settings will be saved unless you move to a different play area. Again, really reassuring, knowing that, hey, I'm, I'm, I always play VR in the exact same place in my in my room. The, the PSVR or the PlayStation 5 and PSVR 2 know that I'm in the exact same place. I don't have to create a new boundary. I don't have to worry about that. Boom. Let's get into a game as fast as possible, uh, which is really, really nice. Well, let's hope, let's hope that it works in function like that, because that's in, in theory, that's what quest is supposed to do in theory. But like if you move a pillow two feet or your cat's sitting in a different place for some reason, sometimes it makes it forget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've had to, I've had to redraw it every single time lately. And so I do need to just turn it off completely. Now that I know that I can, and then we move into one of the final segments. Uh, I, I already forget his name. Takahashi is, uh, yep. Yasuo Takahashi, uh, gives us, and that is the VR mode in cinematic mode, uh, which will certainly lead to, I think an interesting discussion. He says in VR mode, players can enjoy VR game content in a 360 view in a full, in a virtual environment. Content will be displayed, uh, in, uh, 4,000 by 2040 HDR video format, 2k per eye with 90 hertz or 120 hertz frame rate uh he's basically saying you can play in vr right i mean like is that not what he's saying you can be in vr mode and play a vr game and it's what you think of as vr it is 100 percent what he's saying but i cannot help but get giddy by re uh you know one more time looking over the specs that we've known for a year uh 4000 by 2040 HDR is going to be a game changer. HDR is, we haven't seen it yet in consumer VR. This is another big deal that I don't think people quite understand what a, what a difference it's going to make yet. So excited. Wes, as somebody who has a TV from 12 years ago, maybe longer, uh, I've got a 1080p plasma uh, Panasonic, right? And, and I bought it when God of War 3 came out because I was like, I need to see this game in HD. Um, I have not upgraded. I, I most of the te- most of the stuff that I stream, I, I don't care about the resolution. I don't care about what my what shit on my television looks like. But I am very very interested in the huge upgrade that PlayStation VR two will be over PSVR one for somebody like me. And I'm sure there's going to be some cats in the chat who are in a similar position. Sell me on HDR. Why why is it such a game changer? Why is it a big deal? Well, it's uh, it's it's just a lot more of the same thing that made. PSVR one kind of have the legs that it did have, you know, a lot of games even today uh, look better on PSVR because of the color depth 
because of the contrast, because the blacks are black. I'm sure you can tell a difference going into your quest. Even in games with good resolution and have sharp textures, there's a lot of gray-black, right? And Mm -hmm. a lot of washed-out colors. Uh, This is going to um, be the mirror opposite of that. And as much better as the old PSVR OLED screens were uh, with in this regard, this is to the nth degree better than that. Like nice. it, it's, it's very bright screens with very black blacks, very vivid colors. Uh, it's going to be a pretty big deal. Nice. Yeah. A lot of people in the chat are, uh, are, are reflecting what you're saying. Nakazaka says pretty colors. Shin Miyazo says it feels like it adds more depth because you make, it makes things pop more, which again, not something I care about on, uh, you know, on a flat screen doesn't, I don't care about depth on a flat screen. I was like, I was playing, uh, days gone and I was like, this looks beautiful. Like, and I don't need games on my flat screen to look any better than my 1080p plasma. Right. But again, VR is a radically different thing. Immersion is important. Uh, and all these like subtle details are going to be a huge game changer. Uh, also dark angel. Thank you for getting here. It's okay that you're late. Please wipe your feet as you enter or take your shoes off. Either one. I don't care. Uh, Jack Scott with the Australian $5 tip says long time watcher, first time donor. Uh, thank you for all the great work you and all the other hosts do. It's really the other hosts. I just, I just, uh, you know, change, change screens and stuff and just smile and nod and play with tornado. West does all the hard work. Uh, thank you for the donation. Appreciate it. Um, all right. Tornado has officially taken over. Uh, so I'm going to have to use the mouse over here in front of me where I don't have a mouse pad. Uh, so let's, uh, let's continue on. I thought you were going to go answer the phone. <laughs> no, that no, the phone's broken now. I threw it very hard. <laughs> I, the final the final paragraph of the informative section. I just made up words. Uh, in cinematic mode, players can view the PlayStation Five system and UI, and all. I feel like this is a run on sentence already. View the PS Five system and UI, and all non VR game and media content on a virtual cinema screen. Content in cinematic mode will be displayed in 1920 by 1080 HDR video format with uh, 24 or 60 hertz and also 120 hertz frame rate. I I feel like this is kind of a jumbled uh, jumbled statement. I'm actually surprised that like this hasn't been edited um, since the original blog post. And and maybe it's just maybe I'm dumb. Uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to admit that. But um, he's talking about uh, he's talking about a couple different things here, and I think. I saw in our Discord, remember to click the link in the description below to join our Discord, uh, people were concerned about the cinematic mode being displayed in such a low resolution. Um, do you think he's referring to per eye as uh, he was referring to 2K per eye in the last paragraph? Or do you think it's actually going to run at this low of a resolution? I think it's actually going to run at this low of a resolution. It's the same thing we saw on PS4, right? It's 1080p in the headset but uh, on the screen, and if you broadcast it, it was 720p. I think very much that's what's going on here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, this is all cool. I mean, it's pretty cool because, you know, you do get to take advantage of some of the features of the headset, notably the HDR, the, the high frame rate. Um, so, I mean, Sony just uh, recently um, launched a... Uh, a set of very expensive monitors for people to play their uh, PS5 flat games on. Uh, it seems like, unless you're just really a stickler for that 4K, uh, that you're going to be able to get a decent experience here. 
out of the headset. What I want, though, and, and what I was kind of a little bit bummed that they haven't mentioned in this paragraph, I want 3D cinema mode. Mm-hmm. So all of the uh, games that don't have a VR mode, I want to play on a virtual screen in 3D. This can be done easily, and it yeah. would be a big selling point to uh, traditional gamers, I feel like. I think so, too. I think so, too. I'm also, uh, I'm also concerned that, uh, again, since Sony hasn't said it, um, and, and since they're kind of saying it here a little bit, I am, I am very much concerned that uh, we, we're not getting any kind of virtual environment when we turn on the PSVR 2 headset. Just like PSVR 1, I feel like we're going to... And, and again, I, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but man, when I turn on the PSVR 1 and all I see is a cinematic version of the, the PS4 home screen or the PS5 home screen, uh, just you know, like a floating screen out there, it's... It would be really nice to be able to say, hey, this is this is your customized PlayStation VR 2 home screen in a virtual environment. And and right now, and maybe again, maybe I'm just reading too far into this or maybe I'm, uh, you know, too negative Nancy today. But it does seem like it's going to be the exact same thing. And you turn you turn it on, you see the PlayStation 5 home screen and you have to just like boom, 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 like go find your game and do it that way. Cycle through all the uh, non VR games to get to the one you want to play. You very well could be right. Uh, I, I think the jury's still out on this. I think the fact that they mentioned and pretty much confirmed that uh, your, all of your menus and things are going to be on flat screens, virtual screens in VR, doesn't really speak to whether you're going to be in a virtual environment or not. Quest, you know, Steam VR, all of this, this stuff uses flat panel screens that pop up in front of you and you, you do your selections or what have you. Yeah. Uh, some of them put you in virtual environments, others don't. Um, and I think the jury is very much still out uh, on that here. And I think this could be one of those things like we were talking about earlier. Even if it's kind of bare bones at launch, I would fully expect that by the end or at least midway through the life cycle of the headset that they're going to start to implement things like virtual environments and uh, so on. Yeah, I will say that right off the bat it's going to be way easier to uh, even even if you know the worst case scenario we do end up with just a flat PlayStation 5 home screen it's going to be way easier to navigate those things than it would be uh currently cuz right now i, I feel like uh, the 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 UI runs so slowly on PlayStation 5 with PSVR 1 um that when you're using a move controller when you switch up when you switch back to uh you know the PlayStation 5 home screen and you have to hold the trigger and drag drag your hand across and and hopefully you get to the tile that you want or you have to or you have to hold the PlayStation button down and, and go down to that sub menu on the bottom of the screen and have to like turn the controllers on and off it immediately being able to use an analog stick to access everything or hopefully just pointing at the screen with a laser pointer uh, hopefully makes all of these things so much easier um and so i mean even, so even if this is all we get we don't get a virtual space i, I do think that it's still going to be a huge improvement over what we're currently using dude it's it's what we're using currently is a nightmare if you if you want to switch from party chat to game chat Mm -hmm. you have to be an expert in the (laughs) uh, ps5 ui because it is not easy to find even with someone telling you exactly what to do Mm -hmm. it's still hard to find it and uh i found that out the hard way more than once (laughs) <laughs> Nick the Game Cat House says PS5 makes shutting off your controllers so hard when watching Netflix. 
it's true. There's so there's just so many things. I feel like we're still in the beta phase of PlayStation Five. Um, everybody who bought one prior uh, to now, I, I mean, we don't even have folders yet, man. Folders were such a huge. You know, I'll stop complaining. What, what, why don't we have voice command? What, why, why doesn't PS Five or PSVR Two have like an Alexa? Like, I don't know. Uh, you know, Launch Horizon VR Alexa, start up. You know, contact Brian. Let's party, you know, stuff like that. Should be rather easy. Um, yeah, and then I find out that I talk in my sleep because because games start launching in the middle of the night. You ever have? Do you do you ever have her talking back to you in the middle of the night when there's nothing happening? You like wake up to the sound of her telling you some internet search result, and you're like, "What is going on?" Yeah, likely she's not in my room, but she's. I do hear her in the kitchen talking to no one sometimes. All right, man, let's get to the final uh, final paragraph here. It says, PSVR 2 game developers will begin to access the latest user experience for PSVR 2 in a new system software release coming soon. It's out, by the way, as part of the ongoing development. Uh, there are lots of exciting things to look forward to for PSVR 2. Yeah, we know. Now just fucking tell us. And we can't wait to share more details about our next generation virtual reality headset. We're not quite at the character limit yet. Uh, that takes a dramatic leap forward in gameplay innovation. We'll share more about more information soon, including launch, the launch date and additional games coming to the platform. Uh, again, lots to unpack here. Uh, I... I, I Sony has proven again and again that when they say soon, they mean fuck you. We'll tell you when we're ready. Uh, so soon, this doesn't instill me with a whole lot of faith that oh, next week we're going to get some you know launch information or that oh, we're going to get another showcase soon or anything like that. Uh, to to me, because I mean you know they when they revealed the the, the sense controllers initially, uh, they're like we'll have more information about PSVR two soon, and it was a fucking year before CES came around <laughs> and we saw more information about PSVR two. Like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So like they've they've sort of proven that maybe we just ignore when they say soon. <sighs> yeah, um, I, for what it's worth, though, I do feel like this soon is a little sooner than their normal soon, uh, and, I, and I can't help but be a little bit excited because they're telling us exactly what the next thing is going to be. Like typically, they just say more info soon, and and that's that. Right. They're telling us next time next time we say something, we're going to tell you when you can buy it. And what games are coming. That's what we've been waiting for from the very beginning. So uh, <laughs> whether this turns out to be next week or another two-month gap like this last one, uh, relatively soon, most of the questions are going to be answered. And that's a big relief for me because uh, we've been speculating for years. feels like forever now, Three right? years, yeah. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, two, two things I want to talk about. Uh, first is, uh, do you think he's pointing to the September event? Uh, usually, usually Sony, historically at least, uh, does, does a big showcase in September. And considering that we're, I mean, literally three days away from August, <laughs> there's, I, don't, I don't really see them doing something in August just to turn around and do something massive in September. Do you think, do you think that that's the next time we'll hear something from them? Uh, I think it's certainly very likely. Uh, I've always expected that there are going to be a, a significant PSVR 2 um, presence during the next big PlayStation 5 showcase. Um, now, of course, they could always do a, a VR-specific state of play before then. 
-hmm. certainly there, there's a lot to, to discover soon. I mean, I mean a lot to discover before launch in, including, you know, the library that they can certainly do multiple events if they want to. Uh, but I, I feel like the next one's the big one. Um, and certainly for those of you out there who believe that this is going to launch this year, if this is going to launch this year, yes, September will be when they reveal it. They'll tell us the launch date. They'll tell us when we can pre-order. All that will come very quickly in September ish. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, probably, probably September, but not, not set in stone. We, we could get something sooner than that. That's only, that's only, by the way, September, five weeks, four, four to five weeks from now. It's not that far. Yeah. And it's usually early in September too, when they do the showcase, like, so, I mean, six weeks out basically, uh, which isn't yeah. a whole lot of time unless you have to, uh, fill each of those six weeks with three PSVR Gamecast live. Um, so I apologize in advance for the next <laughs> six weeks. Uh, it's going to be slow. Um, so the big question, of course, he says, uh, including launch date and additional games coming to the platform, um, it, I'm very, very curious to know, because uh, Jim Ryan went out there with his uh, slideshow PowerPoint presentation uh, and said that there will be 20, uh, more than 20 major PSVR 2 games at launch. And he says major, right? And so that kind of like leads you to believe that, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to have three or four AAA games and a bunch of indie titles all mixed in there at launch. It sounds like they're going to have 20 major games. He said major games, which means, you know, maybe not AAA, but maybe single A uh, or high profile games. Because I, I, you could look at something like Phasmophobia and go, well, that's very indie, but it's also very high profile, right? And that would I would consider that to be a major title to be there at launch. Um do you think, uh, I mean, I, he said, since he said an additional game's coming to the platform, um, and, he, and he didn't specify, you know, and we're, we're going to fill you in on, you know, the launch date in all the launch titles. Do you think they're going to kind of speckle, speckle? Is that a word? Sprinkle. Spatter? Sprinkle. Sprinkles are what I'm looking for. Yeah, sprinkle. Good one. Uh, they're they're going to sprinkle these game announcements uh, over... You know, give, give us some in September, you know, and then give us some more in October, November, December, the whole thing. Or do you think we're going to finally figure out, find the entire launch lineup uh, the next time they talk? Uh, I, I think that they're going to very much continue to follow the precedent that they've set with the PS5 uh, marketing and life cycle. Now, if if history or, you know, if we could go by the PSVR1 precedent, the way they did it then was they, they gave us the, the most of the launch titles at one time, and then they added a few into it. Uh, I think it's going to be a little different this time. I think that they're going to give us, uh, during the initial kind of reveal, uh, they're going to give us enough to make people very excited. But if, if Sony's been good at anything during the PS5 marketing, uh, uh, during the lifespan, it's they're pretty good at holding their cards and only giving us just enough. So I think uh, I think we could probably get a, a good two or three different chunks of excitement between now and launch, uh, depending on how soon it comes. Obviously, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, th I think we're going to get a lot at once. I don't think they'll give it all to us at once. Yeah, I mean they they do need to maintain excitement for 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 still you know quite a few months here, um, and so. But we saw we saw with the state of play. We saw with the state of play that a little goes a long way, right? We saw. Hopefully, we get some clarification on whatever the hell, whatever the hell's happening with Resident Evil Four. I think that was a 
the strangest thing I'd seen in a long time. Um, some sort of like back out of that PlayStation VR 2 announcement for, for Resident Evil 4. Um, and then, of course, Village and No Man's Sky and Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution. Uh, was that all we got during that? But a little a little went a long way. Oh, Horizon Call of the Mountain. It looked beautiful. Yeah. Um, seeing some gameplay footage of that. So really, it's like if there's 20 major PSVR 2 launch titles, they can give us another four next time, and then another four, and then a state of play with another four. And that still doesn't get us to 20, unless I did my math wrong, which is totally possible. I apologize. Um, so... I think there's a lot of shit to be excited for between now and the end of the year, man. I think I think Sony's yeah, got yeah. a lot up their sleeve. It's kind of the, the flip side, right, to the quiet. You know, as that distance between now and launch gets shorter and shorter and shorter, that just means more concentration of good stuff between now and then, right? Like if they stretched it out over a year, you know, maybe it wouldn't be as impactful mm-hmm. uh, or there'd be a lot more gaps. But we're getting all the bullshit waiting out, out of the way up front. So at any time the roller coaster could start, yep. and it's you know full steam it's full steam ahead all the way to uh, launch day. Agreed, agreed. And I feel like they're getting some of the you know what would normally be considered boring stuff out of the way right now as well. It's like you don't want to be, you don't want to be demonstrating the PlayStation VR two user experience on stage at some Sony uh, you know showcase, right? You don't you don't want a PlayStation showcase and have somebody being like, you know, let me show you how to draw a boundary. Look, isn't it cool that there's sacred symbols on your carpet, right? Like that's that's cool for now because we're, we've got no information. So like, let's get that out of the way. It's kind of boring stuff that we can sort of revel in while we wait for the exciting stuff. Um, and so it is it is cool that they sort of got that out of the way now. Um, and so when when it's uh, so so when we do get to the showcase, it can just they can focus on games and not have to worry about boring stuff like user experience. Yeah, and I think we can kind of uh, you know we've kind of wondered where's our PSVR focused state of play or event. I think the fact that they're giving us stuff like this now kind of points to the fact that there might not be that, right? Because if they were going to do it like a deep dive, this would be the kind of thing that they would put in that kind of as a buffer in between the big game announcements and things. Um, So, yeah, I think that probably you're probably right. Probably the, the September PS5 showcase is going to be the, the, the time, right, where, where they show their cards. Yeah, yeah, and there are still a bunch of things that I think uh, would be very cool for, for you know, for, for some of us hardcore PSVR 1 owners uh, to, to learn about regarding PSVR 2. I see Paul Snyder in the chat saying, I just really hope games are backwards compatible. Uh, I mean, talk about, talk about something that everyone asks every single time I post a video. Everyone's saying, will PSVR 2 be backwards compatible? And whether the answer is yes or no, it would be really nice to have like a definitive answer. Uh, we know full well that a lot of developers out there um, are, are making their PSVR 1 games. Uh, they're, they're making a PS5, PSVR 2 skew for it, uh, making sure they take advantage of the 4K resolution, the adaptive triggers, the haptics in the headset, all of that stuff, right? And of course, the analog sticks to make it nice and easy to finally move around in these games. Um, and so we know that's the case, and we know that a lot of developers are doing this but there's a lot of developers that don't exist anymore. And there's a lot of developers who kind of like lost their way or, or just didn't sell enough copies during the PSVR one era. Uh, and so those games are just going to disappear forever. Like, I mean, you know, we, we know that there's no chance in hell Preta Vendetta rising is ever making an appearance on another headset ever again. Right. Uh, I, I secretly love blind spot, which is just like this random weird first person exploration puzzle game on PSVR one, but it was super blurry. I would love to play that. But every time I reach out to the developers, they're like, 
it's like crickets, man. Like they, I don't think they exist anymore. And so that's why I do think backwards compatibility is important. Um, just so we can make sure we don't, you know, as far as like a game preservation standpoint, and as long as some of the, you know, there's plenty of games out there who will not see the light of day on another headset, will get stuck on PSVR one forever. Um, if there's no backwards compatibility. So while I don't care that much because most developers are going to, why am I going down this rabbit hole? I've had too much coffee. Um, I don't care that much about backwards compatibility. I do, but like, you know, if, if most developers can make their games PSVR 2 compatible with a new SKU, free upgrade, please, for PSVR 2, uh, then we're going to, that, that situation is going to be handled pretty well. But, but, you know, so that's just one of the many, many, many things that Sony can cover between now and even a September showcase or even cover after a September showcase. That's what the PlayStation blog has been really good for. Uh, sorry, that was a long rant. I, I kind of lost my way there for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's what we do very well here, right? Speculate. Yeah, yeah. Is there is there anything since we're, since I went, I brought us down this path, uh, and and I don't see any breadcrumbs to get us back. Uh, do you are there other things that are important to you about the PSVR two that like you would like to see a blog post about like before the next big event? Ah, man. Uh, I mean, backwards compatibility. It would be cool. I'm not hanging my hat on that. I th- I would prefer to pay for remakes, honestly, than than to get free backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I kind of already touched on the 3D cinema screen. That's kind of always been a big one. I've been calling for that for for years. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I I mean, I could go into like specific games and stuff I'd like to see. You know, I want my Farpoint sequel and my Aim Controller Part Two. Um, I'd love to hear something about that very soon, but I mean, as far as like in general features, nothing really pops off. Like I, I have a pretty good grit, grasp, I, I feel like, on what this is going to be, and uh, it, it's pretty close to perfect. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about what they've already or what we've already heard. I guess maybe not from them, but from you, um, I'm pretty excited about what we know. You know. Uh, Cosmo in the chat says, if it's not backwards compatible, then what would happen to staple games like Job Sim and Superhot? Uh, exactly what I said. I think I think those would be absolute perfect games to uh, get a re-release on PSVR 2, uh, upgrade them for the higher resolution, upgrade them for the better controllers, and uh, and give, your, give those developers a chance to sell their upgraded, now PSVR 2 quality or PSVR 2 capable games to a brand new audience who might just be jumping into VR for the very first time. Uh, so, I, I, you know... I, and, I, and I don't, with a developer like Alchemy Labs, I, I'd be hard-pressed to see them not taking advantage of that, right? They are very, very active in the VR space. They are, you know, they've, even games like Cosmonius High, I would totally expect to see on PSVR 2. The only reason I think they didn't release it on PSVR 2 was because there's no, they're not going to sell it. It's not, there's, no, there's no customer base anymore um, on PSVR 1. I'm not sure what I said, but you know what I mean. Um, Jamie out with a $2 tip in the chat says three, 10 out of 10 episode, web episodes. I think I may have a new word, 10 out of 10 Wes episodes in a row. Great chemistry. Uh, thank you so much, Jay. Uh, it's been, it's been so good. This transition to, uh, to, to three co-hosts every week, getting different perspectives and points of view on some of the same topics. It's been awesome, especially during a slow period. Uh, and, uh, yeah, bless you. I, I, I agree with Jay Mao. You're absolutely fucking killing it. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I'm getting more comfortable with it. It was a little weird and, and unnerving for me at first because I have been following you for pretty much the whole time I've been playing VR. Uh, but yeah, I feel comfortable now and I, I appreciate uh, the, the compliment from you and Jay and everyone else who's been so cool to me. Uh, thank you all. Yeah. It, it, I, I don't, I don't, I don't take, I don't take compliments well, or, or even the perception that like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody that, you know, uh, I don't know, like it's, this, this is, this has been a weird experience for me because, you know, I, when I went on Colin's show recently, I was like nervous as fuck. And I was like, Oh my God, you have like somebody I've been watching for so long. And so to hear that, that there was a similar experience for you coming on this show was, uh, was, was just one of those things that you, you don't, you don't really process very well. Uh, if you're somebody like me that has like whatever the opposite of an ego is, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, pretty, pretty de- uh, self-detrimental all the time. De- self-detrimental. That's, that's accurate, but not what I was trying to say. Self-deprecating, I guess. Dude, I don't think, I think the coffee's not doing its trick anymore. It's just making me talk a lot, <laughs> but not saying anything of any kind of relevance. So let's get into the final part of the show, which is PSVR 20 questions. It means I have a game in my head uh, and Wes and all of you cats out there, uh, you guys have six minutes and uh, 20 yes or no questions to figure out what PSVR game I'm thinking of. Uh, Wes, whether you've played this one or not, I know that you know what it is. Okay, well, that's good. That's, right? that's, a, that's a good start. I think so that's, that's, that's a bonus question, right? That That's, uh, yeah, I would say that that is a pretty big fucking hint right off the bat. So let me put six minutes up on the clock, the clock up on the counter, the way that is Jeremy it right? likes it. Oblivion Afterlife. Oh, no, damn it, I don't even need the clock. All right, on your mark, get set, and go. Uh, is this a PlayStation VR exclusive? I don't, I don't think so. But while you're answering questions, I'm going to look it up on, on Steam. Is this from, uh, is this developer done other PSVR games? Okay. I don't see it on Steam and I don't think it's on Quest. So it might by default be, I'm not, I'm not going to count that first question, uh, because I don't, I, I didn't think it was an exclusive, but I don't see it anywhere else. Uh, so that's the best I got for you. What was the second question? Have they done anything else? Uh, have they done anything else on PSVR? I'm going to say, let's look at the developer's name. Uh, as far as I know, no, they have not done anything else anywhere. Hmm. Interesting. Um, does this game use thumbsticks? Um, you, yes, you can. Yeah. Uh, does it support full locomotion? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, is this a first-person game? Yes. Yes, it is first-person. First-person with optional thumbsticks from a not so prolific developer. Probably PlayStation exclusive. Is it a shooter? No, that's five. Not a shooter. Is it a horror? Is it a horror game? Not a horror game puzzler not a puzzler oh okay um do you do you do you uh do you control vehicles in this game you do not control vehicles in this game no is it a rhythm game it is not a rhythm game fuck me okay so you it's first person it's not a shooter or a horror game or a puzzler or a rhythm game um shit man i don't want to keep guessing genres wrong okay this Um, developer has made a bunch of other games that i've never heard of doesn't i don't think any of them are vr okay i got you um 
Is this from a known franchise? No, that's 10. Uh, and just to give you an answer to your very first question, uh, on their website, they only have a link to the PlayStation Store version, so it does look like a PlayStation VR exclusive. Oh, cool, cool. Um, is, is this, uh, does this game uh, feature something that could be considered sport? No. No. So that that's not... Uh, fishing, Paul Snyder, is considered sport, so it can't be... A fishing game. I would consider uh, fishing already, a sport, yeah. We already did Baby Hands Nick, so I don't think he's going to get me with that one again. Um, hey, there's no rules. <laughs> I know that, but but I, I don't think you would, is basically what I'm saying. Well, like I have any kind um, of memory as to what games I've chosen. I'd have to go look at the list, honestly. One of the one of the only times I haven't gotten it was it was Baby Hands. Okay, uh, it's it's not Baby Hands. We we, <laughs> we we can move on from that line of questioning. Uh, that, that's an interesting thought, Tate. Um, but how do we get to that? I mean, I could I guess I could specific. Uh, I don't want to give that question up like that though. Um, Does this developer have an upcoming game on any VR platform? Not to my knowledge. Not to your knowledge. So that that rules out wins and leaves, Tatum, because they're working on that broken sword or whatever it's called. Also, does wins and leaves support analog sticks? I don't know. I've never played it. I thought it was moves <laughs> only. I could be wrong. Uh, I guess we could, uh, Marcio... Uh, Ask, does, it, does it support aim controller? Does not support oh, the aim no, controller. No, it's not a shooter. Nope. Uh, hmm. We just burnt that one. Well, right. that... we'll quit reading the comments now. Oh no, <laughs> you've screwed up too much, you guys. Yeah, uh, is it a platformer, Brian? No, not a platformer. Damn it! What the fuck is it? It's not a sports game, it's not, which means it's not a racer or a fishing game. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a rhythm game or a mm -hmm. shooter or a mm -hmm. puzzler. Mm -hmm. Fuck me. I'm so lost here. Uh, you don't you don't control vehicles, so it can't be a flying game. Um, the fucking clock's gonna get me this time. I think I yeah. don't see it. How the clock is my biggest enemy all the time. Yeah, Jay Mail tells the chat to quit sabotaging me. Uh, is this a good game, Brian? No. Is one hundred percent not a good game. In fact, okay. So this is garbage. Oh, is this game come out in the, within the last two years? Um, one second, one second, one second. Uh, yes, yes, it has. Yes, it did. Okay, the fact you had to think about that kind of threw me off from what I was thinking. Uh, so this is a bad game that's come out recently. Does it feature animals? Yes. How many questions is that? I can't see. You, you have two <laughs> questions and a guess. Oh. In only 20 seconds. Uh, is that animal a dog? That animal is a dog. One question and a guess. Is it a one question and a guess? Yep. Um, well, uh, I don't know what else to ask. Uh, is a good dog, Brad Dog, Brian? It is. Is good dog, bad dog, with only oh. seconds to spare by Playum, who've never heard of prior to this, except for some mobile games, I believe. I looked, I could not find this game on any other platform. You 
It is not a rhythm game. It is not a sports game. It is not a puzzle game. It is not even <laughs> really a game. It is fucking terrible. And people have been asking us to use good dog, bad dog in 20 questions pretty much since the beginning of 20 questions. I have no idea if we've done it before or not. I didn't see who it was. Somebody said pets and that kind of that. what That's what saved me. Um, <laughs> uh, so kudos to you, whoever you were. Thank you. Yes. Um, and the chat is always super duper helpful. It's uh, I, I swear I forget every single PSVR game that was ever released outside of Resident Evil 7. The second the game starts. Pretty terrible game. The fact that is somebody calling you is that what that is? What is? No, it's a wrong number on my text message. I've been talking to them all day. <laughs> I told them to tune in and they're like, is this really you? I'm like, yeah, just pick a number and I'll prove it's me. But they won't pick a fucking number. So, hey, it's me. Wow. That's hilarious. Um, don't give them my number, please. Um, <laughs> oh, you've been talking to the, a wrong number all day. I love this. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they said, is this Owen? I'm like, definitely not Owen. You got the wrong number. But then they kept coming back at me like with like conversation, like they knew me. This is it's so, spam. Um, it's spam. Yeah. I, I get this all the time. Somebody was like, is this Vincent? And I'm like, no, is this, you know, whatever. Is this, is this, is this the person on, uh, you know, is this, is this James from LinkedIn? It's, it's, it's spam. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, they um, haven't started spamming me with shit yet. They've been just like, Hey, what's up? You know, bullshit, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. As long Bye. as you don't give them any personal information, then I guess you're good. Um, Dude, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, man. This was a, a super duper in-depth conversation about a very minuscule piece of news regarding PSVR 2. But again, any any small uh, any small morsel of food seems like a fucking feast right now. Uh, it has been so good uh, to get a little bit more information about PSVR 2 and actually seeing the thing on somebody's head, seeing the UI, uh, or the user experience at least, not the UI specifically, I guess. Um, it's been awesome. It's been awesome being able to feel it making it makes it feel like it's a little more real right yeah yeah it makes it feel like it's soon mere mere uh <laughs> mere minutes away, away right? yeah for sure yeah. Uh, no, just... no, for real though i you know i know we've said this a million times before um but it, it this does feel a little different for whatever reason it feels like when, when they start talking about their launched process and you know their launch cycle it feels like we're there now right yep. we've wondered when this is going to finally kick off it feels like that's what's happening so uh, i don't expect how many times have we said this i don't expect it's going to be another two months before we hear something else yes let's hope let's hope because uh, yeah man i can't wait to find out you know, somebody asked about Half-Life Alex earlier in the stream. Uh, somebody, and you know, that that's kind of like a dream scenario in my book. We get Half-Life Alex, we, we get Grand Theft Auto V, we get all these games that like just make perfect sense on PSVR 2. Uh, it's just we need to know how far, um, you know, how far Sony is willing to sort of push uh, in order to get what we would consider essential games on their platform. Uh, and I hope they push fucking hard and, uh, and that we have a lot to... I look forward to Jessica Wigfall, by the way, says, is it a Marvel game? No. <laughs> okay. I'll, I got another, I got another game in my mind. Go ahead, Jess. Next question. I can wait. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go. 
Listen, guys, uh, start over we, this has been a super long show, uh, just a little, a little behind the curtains. Uh, neither Wes or I were really ready to do this show today, man. Wes has been uh, suffering with his own issues, uh, and, I've been, and I've been getting over being sick. I tried to fix my sleep schedule, which failed miserably. I woke up at 5 and went, holy shit, it's 5. I only get an hour before the show. Um, and, so, uh, and, and so thank you, Wes, for, for, for pushing through uh, and motivating me to do the show today because we very easily could have said, man, we are both in rough shape. Let's just not do this. Um, but I, as I told you, Moose, uh, it, it always disappoints me, I'm sure, more than any of the cats out there when I don't do a show. Whenever we have to cancel a show, it's the worst feeling ever, and I don't feel good about it until, like, you know, we've done another show. Um, so I'm glad we were both able to do this today. A hundred percent. And uh, and while I, I completely agree with the sentiment and uh, am totally ready for a break, I'm a thousand percent glad that we didn't cancel uh, because I've had a blast. Yeah. And you guys, you guys in the chat, you're like you're the ones who help us through it. You know, when we're struggling, we're having a rough day or a bad day, we're not feeling well or, or, or hurting. Um, and we see you guys, and especially when we see you waiting for the show to begin, like that is so much motivation to just flip the switch and go into gamescast mode. And we love you so, so very much for it. Um, guys, thank you to everybody who, uh, who supports us on patreon.com slash without parole games. Thank you everybody who subscribes to the channel. Don't forget to also subscribe to virtual strangers. They're doing awesome stuff over there. Uh, I don't want to go on too long, Wes, but is there anything you want to promote that's happening on your channel this week? Uh, for sure. It's Strangers in the Night. It's Wes Day. So uh, we're going to name our uh, winners of our Moss 2 figurine giveaway. We're also giving away game keys with these. Uh, last call. Go enter now on uh, last week's video if you want to be uh, in the drawing tonight. Uh, we're talking about uh, Stray because I've been playing Stray in full-on... 3d inside my vr headset and it's beautiful and awesome uh we're also going to talk about a game that's out tomorrow in shock troops which is a retro fps game which is also awesome and uh we're going to start a new giveaway for that so uh yeah i've got a lot going on i was so bummed to find out that shock troops is not an updated version of the neo geo classic shock troopers Really sad to find that it looks like a generic first-person shooter, but I'm I will tune in because I'm curious to know uh, if it's more than it seems. It's cool. The, the environments look really good inside the headset. Nice. Well, don't forget to subscribe to Virtual Strangers. Support Wes over on his channel. Uh, he's got his own group of awesome co-hosts over there, uh, and so you know, this, this VR is a big ten man. Like, make sure you spread the love and uh, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. However, the fuck this saying goes, I don't even know what it is, but man. Uh, support the channels you love and don't watch the channels you don't like I, I keep hearing people complain about channels they don't like and i'm like why are you still watching them like right this is this is how capitalism works this is how uh, this is how to vote with your dollar even if you're not spending any money um just you know support the ones you like man and if you don't like without parole you you feel free to stop watching man i know there's i know there's channels out there that will suit your needs better and i, I totally understand no hard feelings i've been doing this for seven years craziness seven years uh, and I've, I've got a very thick skin at this point um anyway guys thank you everybody who supports some patreon thank you to everybody who uh you know who subscribes to both of our channels thank you to everybody who hung out in the chat helped west with the 20 questions game thank you to everybody who uh who who uh, did some super chats and contributed to the show financially of course but also thank you to everybody who sat back and watched the show didn't say a goddamn word we know you're out there and we love you just as much happy west day everybody we'll see you friday
Uh, Dan Keeper in the chat says, hey, you didn't mention the Hitman 3 update. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. We didn't. I mean, I was happy to see that Ambrose Island uh, does uh, it does support PSVR mode because they weren't clear about that leading up to it. So very good stuff. Yeah, it's really cool looking, isn't it? And if there was ever a game that doesn't need more content, it's Hitman 3. Hitman 1, 2, 3, I guess I should call it. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, this uh, specific DLC looks quite unique from everything else in the game. So uh, I look forward to checking it out at some point. Yeah, it's awesome that they added a new map um, because a new map, I didn't care about the Seven Deadly Sins, a paid DLC. I didn't care about the, you know, the, the, the additional uh, escalation contracts, all that stuff. I'm like, what I wanted from Hitman was a new map. And it's amazing that they gave us the map for free they made us pay for all this other garbage <laughs> and then they were like oh and, and here's a free map the thing that you actually wanted is like that's fucking awesome i haven't had a chance to play it myself because again you know it's been a crazy week and i haven't been feeling hot but i very very much want to play that before friday show so miles get your shit together we're gonna do this yeah maybe we'll do that one next week it sounds uh sounds like a good plan nice all right man well good luck with everything you're doing tonight uh and let's say goodbye to everybody enjoy your evening we love you all Meow.